Welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, a.k.a. MFKS Radio on the Airwaves dial at 487.52. Your pod is hosted by Kelsey and Megan, who are barely recovered from saving all the mockingbirds. The Garbage Fire Pod is all about being unironically passionate to the point that you would dive into the dumpster for the things that you love. And this week we have a very special guest of Avery's Sports Show, Mr. Avery! Hey, what's going on? Not much. I no. feel like I said a boat. Like, <laughs> <classic> <laughs> Canadian... <laughs> Uh, that is one thing that happens when I listen to us. I'm like, oh, I talk funny sometimes. I don't really care. Because <laughs> I talk for a living and it seems to not be a problem. But it's weird. It is weird. Then I wonder if that's what my students hear. <laughs> Avery, professional. Wow. You listen to yourself talk a lot. I do, yes. <laughs> one thing I do, my voice, I have a very high-pitched voice for a guy. And I hate it. Because as a someone who works in media, you have to transcribe a lot of audio. So I hate hearing my own voice. I can't stand it. I really cannot stand my own voice. <laughs> same for all. Yeah, because I feel the same about mine. Yeah, it's true. Even sometimes I'm in the classroom and I'm like, oh, I'm real shrill right now. <laughs> really got to bring her down. Sometimes <laughs> I'll be in the classroom and I'll be like, Megan, shut up. No one's listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Anyway, so yeah, Avery's here. That's fun. It is fun. Yes. That's a pleasure. Thank you for having me on, ladies. It's we didn't even have to Skype him in because he lives in Edmonton again. Yes. I know. So that's even better. So exciting. Um, which means that we can like pick his brain about how to Skype people into our podcast. Because <laughs> that's the only thing we need to figure out at some point in time. <laughs> but we will do that when we're not recording because no one needs to listen to that. No. Um, so we're going to talk about some sportsy things. Yeah. Um, today is Thursday, July the 13th. Yes, correct. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. It's Matt Henderson's birthday. <laughs> Matt Henderson, I hope you get all the Chris Russells you want for your birthday. <laughs> and the trampolines as well. Yeah. Oh, Chris God. Russell on a trampoline in your front yard. <laughs> That's like his recurring nightmare. Um, <laughs> he like wakes up in a sweat. No, not again. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but also today, it just, just happened, just dropped earlier this afternoon. It is official now. Andrew Ference is no longer... An active NHL player. Yes. And the argument, of course, could be made that that has been true for the last two years, but yeah. So he's, he's now retired. Yeah. You know what, though? 16 year career, he won a cup. You know, I know Andrew personally, super nice guy with mm-hmm. November Project workouts. You know, I met him for the first time back in 2013. And I didn't know that November Project guys show up at like 5 15 in the morning. Andrew shows up there really early. Mm-hmm. I was the second person, then we just sat down on the city hall steps chatting for like half an hour until someone else came to work out with us. Really super cool guy. Tried to race me once. I got schooled. He smoked me. You know, because <laughs> all his captain, you know, against blogger with a bad knee and a bad back and basketball <laughs> injuries. Yeah, I didn't really have much of a chance racing against him. You know. Oh. I tried hard. That argument just fulfills, <laughs> like, <laughs> all of the stereotypes. All of the stereotypes of, like, how people like, oh, bloggers don't know anything about sports. Like, that's totally what they would think. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. But at least you tried. Yeah. yeah. At least you tried. Mm-hmm. Um, you've had run-ins with Andrew Ferris, <laughs> I believe. Not in a bad More way. More embarrassing. Yeah. No. Really? <laughs> No, because we went to the autograph thing last season, and you talked to him about oh, like, your yes. wedding ring. And I did, because very... we have the same silicon wedding rings. That oh. I'm an athlete, so I wear one. Uh. Um, but then in May, the school I was working at had him as their uh, speaker at grad. Okay. And I like rushed to be at the buffet, like right beside <laughs> him. And I first she, thing, she texted me first, and she was like, oh my god, Andrew Ferris is here at grad. 
And he's beautiful. And he's beautiful he's or beautiful something. In person, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was like three tables over and I had to like zoom in 100% and it was all grainy and gross. Oh, creeper. On my photo, yeah, it was fascinating. <laughs> but I scooted up in the buffet, grabbed my plate, first things first, put your bun on your plate, missed the plate, <laughs> fell on the floor. <laughs> Smooth. And I just sweeped that bun under the table. <laughs> just mm. went on with my day. What did Andrew think about that? I classy guy didn't say a thing. He probably <laughs> horrified by the food waste. Yeah. <laughs> or the fact that I was like eating carbs. <laughs> but horrified by the fact that you, that food ended up on the floor and yeah. you just left it there. I did. And then it was gonna go to waste yeah. into the garbage. Won't be recycled, won't change. Won't be the composted. World. No. No. Or else he like Went back, just to it. Went back, picked <laughs> it up, put it in his pocket. Mix like, it with the. I got you, girl. <laughs> Gross. Um, I don't have any. I was just. I just watched you talk to him at the autograph session. I didn't. I don't think I said anything to him at that. No, and we were. I'm surprised even now. Like he was next to Drysaddle. Yeah. We really didn't pay Drysaddle any freaking no. attention. No. He just looked like this meek little like biggest life regret. Yeah, meek little boy. <laughs> that was what two years ago. So he was like nineteen. January 2016. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't matter. Yeah. As we've discussed, it doesn't clearly it does That's not true. matter. <laughs> um. So is he officially off the books for payroll and all that stuff? Yes, he is. Okay. Because he was on LTIR, so he was still getting paid. To not play. Right. Which I know annoyed people, because he'd be, like, tweeting stuff from, like, cycling expeditions he would be on. In, Portland. In, like, Hawaii (laughs) and whatever. And I get it. But, like, he couldn't play hockey. Yeah, as people don't understand that, you know what, yes, you're injured, but you you couldn't skate. He couldn't play a professional sport. He could still be active, but, Mm -hmm. like, yes, skating was impossible for him to do. And people don't get that. They think, you know, injured, you're in a body cast for eight months. But... Is there a responsibility on someone like him in the position that he was in? Like, he came in as the captain, right? And then he was injured as the captain. Mm-hmm. And he was still around the team, for better or for worse, and we'll just maybe leave that part alone. But is there some responsibility on him, like, when he's out on these cycling expeditions, to maybe not flaunt the fact that he... You know what I mean? Like, he's still getting paid. Yeah. And he's on mm-hmm. injured reserve. And it's kind of a dick move to be like, look what I'm doing. Well, I'm also getting paid to not play hockey. Right. Right. And it's not like a buyout thing. It's like a, I can't play hockey. I physically can't do it, but I can do all these other things. And I always felt I would see that reaction a lot. Yeah. People who didn't like Ferentz would be like annoyed by his tweets and his pictures on Instagram right. or whatever. And I was also like, why are your children not in school? That was always <laughs> my concern. I know. When they took that trip to India in like September. Yeah. I was like, no. <laughs> that was a wrong time. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I find, to me, and that's just, like, the teacher in me. I'm just like, why are your children not in school for six weeks? I don't understand what's happening. Well, they must have tutors, I imagine. They think your schoolwork with them. They must think your schoolwork on these trips to India and to wherever else the family, the parents would go. Maybe. They would have to. But it's I not just that. I, I just, I just I think that all the time. Whenever I see, like, even, like, Pat Maroon's kid. I'm like, bro, do you go to school when you're here? Clearly, He's also, like, seven. Doesn't matter, man. <laughs> if you're behind in reading and math by, like, third that's grade, true. you will probably never catch up. And he's, like, in that age where that matters a lot. But he's going to be real good at hockey. He's yeah, and he doesn't even play hockey and not school, just like his dad. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the best. Okay, I listened. I was, oh, no. I like Pat Maroon an awful lot, but I yeah. listened to this, I don't know if it was a Sherwood Dodge commercial last night on the radio, and they, like, had him call in or whatever, and he clearly is not a voice actor in any capacity whatsoever. It was just the most painful thing I've ever heard in my life. Wow. 
it was almost as bad as Conor McDavid being asked about Dry Sidle's contract at that press conference. I I rolled my eyes at like really on Connor if they asked about dry. Yeah. Why would you even bring that up? Yeah, that's just bad form. Well, we were talking on the way over here, Avery and I, about media in this town, and so like maybe that's where we'll kind of go. So tell us a little bit about like what you do, and why. Okay. Why you do what you do? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, for those who don't know, my background is I've worked in the media in Edmonton and in Toronto, and now starting to work in Las Vegas somewhat. As a blogger, writer, podcaster, I've been a TV host, I've been a contributor on TSN 1260. He's before. also like 12. <laughs> Which is the most amazing part. I only look 12. Um, I join the, the club, time. Avery. Join the yeah. club. And I've, been, I've been through the Oilers. I've been, like I said, been working media in Edmonton since 2008. I've covered the Oilers, the Oil Kings, the Eskimos. And you know what? There are some really good guys in media. And you know, there are some guys where you know it's like, eh. I'll leave it that much, but <laughs> but no, it's just this is a town where the Oilers control the message a lot, mm-hmm. and you can tell that you don't question the Oilers too much because the the idea of getting your credential revoked is a thing. Mm-hmm. But the Eskimos and the Royal Kings of Edmonton are much more liberal in what you can say, and to me, I don't think that control is really good because in the world of free press. If you're not being slanderous, if you're not all out and out playing a Steve Simmons with the Phil Kessel thing, you yeah. should be fine. <laughs> but when you but you don't see we don't see guys questioning Pierre Shirelli that often. You don't see Oiler you don't see just criticism coming to Oilers often. It doesn't happen. But you see it happen in Boston, Toronto, Montreal, Calgary, wherever. And that's how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So if you could, without getting in trouble, if you could ask Peter Shirelli one question without you know, losing any kind of access or, yeah. you know, potential access, what would you ask him? I think it's a question that you and I may have talked about in the, on the way here. It's back-to-back years, you've traded away fan favorites. What do you tell your fans about that? Because you traded away Taylor Hall and Jordan Eberle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a question where no one's really asked him in a conference, why you trade away these guys in back-to-back season? No one's really challenged these deals. Yeah, for sure. And, like, for me, I think the question I would ask him other than why just just hold a picture of me crying and just like, why, why do you hate me Peter um, but <laughs> I think the question I would ask him to be like okay so you traded Jordan Everly for Ryan Strom and you dropped three and a half million dollars um, of salary was that money you marked for Chris Russell right check yes or no because it just all the timing of all those things seem but no one's gonna ask that question right like no one here is gonna ask that question no. and there's speculation all over the place like I read a ton of stuff and like people are talking about those things but none of our media is talking about those things because... And that's why you have so much of that speculation outside, right? Just because there's no message yeah. coming from up top. So people are erroneous or not filling in whatever blanks that they'd like to. Well, and I think, too, that that speaks to why we have such a, a vibrant, I guess, like, Oilers blogging community. It's mm-hmm. because there's so little information coming from the team that people are kind of looking at their own information and, like, building their own stats and building their own whatever to, like, have that discussion that you're not getting from elsewhere. And Avery, where do you think that's coming from? That control. That control? It it is the PR team. Like it is the PR team of the Edmonton Oilers. It is I'll admit it is JJ Haybear. He the, he is not that that actually is controlled somewhat by JJ because they don't they don't want negativity out there. Mm-hmm. And there are some things I heard that I can't reveal, but it is kind of silly in a sense because we shouldn't be fearing criticism of players or management. We really shouldn't be. It's a business. It's pro sports. It comes to the territory to criticize within reason management. Mm-hmm. And even with bloggers, like you'll see some markets, you'll see like um, the Islanders, the Capitals, they allow bloggers in that room. Edmonton has not done it yet. You know what? 
maybe, maybe you know who am I to go out there and blast it or go out there and question it but it's Tilly because that's the future mm-hmm. we I think you should have a process evaluate who you want to let in like you can't just be Johnny come lately and get a media credential that shouldn't work yeah but if you're like you know if you're a writer and you've done good work for the nation or the Oilers rig or copper and blue etc etc bring them in maybe just bring it for a game see how they work ask I see your piece afterwards and say you know what hey we'll give you a credential for I don't know five ten games whatever mm-hmm. instead of this complete shutout of no you're all you're all out banned you all have you can't all be here yeah and yeah. I think for especially for TV too that's why it's so frustrating watching Sportsnet because it feels like those guys all they do is just parrot whatever the Oilers yeah want well, us to hear. and you have a guy like Mark Spector who I mean he lives in Edmonton and he's he's Edmonton media for Sportsnet and so he's got this like close access to the team and then so you hear what he has to say and it's very similar to what Bob Stoffer's saying and it's very similar mm-hmm. to what Jason Greger's saying and there's nothing wrong with that because they're no. doing the jobs that they've been tasked with yes, there's yeah. just no alternative but there's voices. nothing else yeah. and and I know it would be nice to have some of that like alternative of course I don't get me wrong like, I, I know Mark and Jason personally they've helped me out a great deal over the years but I get what you're saying though because it would be nice to you know have in the press conference you know say someone like um, yourself Megan or even like if say you're the Bruins Oilers game and Alex could go in there at, with the Oilers rig mm-hmm. and talk to Shirley or talk to the guys in the room mm-hmm. Because currently, like, Alex can go down, I'm sure, with uh, with Boston Outlets that he does commentary for. Mm-hmm. But he can't go in the room with the Oilers rig. He no. can't do it. No. And then if any of that information shows up on our website, then that's a problem. Because then he's super, like, he's going around that, that press exactly. access that he You've has. You've gone through, and you've not violated who you're supposed to be working for. Yeah. And so we clearly can't, we can't have that. Which is unfortunate, because, like, it would be nice to have some of that sometimes. And I feel like every once in a while, like, with The Nation and, like, Gregor doing what he does but also writing for the nation and like yeah. low tide as well like i feel like it's not that they have an advantage but i mean they kind of do sometimes that they have that access yeah and it doesn't come out really that like this is what i was told by so-and-so but like you know that those what they're writing is coming from a place of information and not speculation right which we clearly don't have right and so it would it would be nice to like have a little bit more transparency maybe sometimes mm-hmm. um but it's super frustrating every once in a while to just like because oh. talk about the media and like what they have to say because I remember one day on Twitter I got into into it with Gregor a little bit because I was in a discussion and someone had mentioned his name and they said something about I don't remember and I said well everybody knows that the Oilers like control the message that the media presents yes and then Gregor got in on this and then I didn't at him I didn't talk about him I didn't reference him and he was like well what are you talking about and in my head I was just like god damn it Gregor you know this is true mm-hmm. like I know you're playing a role and you're trying to pretend that it's not but like we all know it's true yeah. So why don't you tell us what we want to hear? Yeah, which is really bizarre, too. It is very strange. Which I found so interesting how Wyshynski was talking about how uh, on certain... I think it was on his Twitter, he was talking about certain articles. I think the stars were doing it. Or some stars writers were putting, like, this story was not reviewed by the Dallas Stars for publication or whatever. Yeah. So really saying that this is my original thoughts and these are my opinions yeah. and at no point was there, you know, any propaganda sweep over it or whatever. Which is, which is kind of refreshing. Yeah. Yes, because it, it shows that there is some transparency that exists. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, I don't know, and, and maybe it's just an Edmonton thing. Like, because you've obviously been in Toronto and whatever. Yeah. Like, Toronto is still, like, the Marlies are blogger friendly. The Leafs are still, no, we don't allow bloggers in. But the mainstream guys can go in and they can go and criticize Mike Babcock. They can go in and question Kadri and whoever else and mm-hmm. Bozak and Matthews. The message isn't censored. In well, Toronto. I mean, Steve Simmons wrote a shit post about Phil Kessel and his love for hot dogs. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But he did. Yeah. And 
Phil Castle got traded, and like, and Simmons like stood by this story that Castle would like stop with his hot dog cart on the way home. Like, are you kidding? Which can you imagine? Someone here did that. Oh my gosh! About Connor, I'd be like, "Where is this hot dog?" <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, it is just yeah. Like, it, I'm it, really it surprised. Here. I'm really surprised. You know that you know the video from the bar. Yes. Um, I'm actually surprised it that get it didn't get scrubbed and taken down. That the JJ was like okay with the others three of their players, like, being at the bar, drinking. Yeah, that's a good... Yeah. I'm, I'm actually really... I'm so surprised that that never got taken down. And that's any team... That, that, that's any team in the league would yeah. say... You think it's any team, no matter if it's Edmonton, Vegas, Buffalo, would say, no, take that down. Yeah, surprising yeah. that that's up. But, I mean, it, like, it's postseason, whatever, but I'm surprised that with the Oilers and knowing kind of what that control looks like, I'm surprised that that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Get taken and down. wasn't it after the loss? It was like a day after, like yeah. 24 hours after they're just out having a rip-roaring good time. Yeah, because yeah. I do know that, you know, there's a lot of players in all leagues are told, you know, don't post a picture of yourself in a bar. You're not supposed to. That's not kosher for mm-hmm. a lot of teams in sports, especially here. Hockey, because basketball, that doesn't seem to be a problem. Uh, basketball, yeah, no, it's not. Right? Like, not as much no. a problem. Anyway, football, it's clearly not a problem. No. But I think anyone, like, football, they only play one game a week, and it's a different kind of structure. Yeah. But, like, basketball doesn't seem to matter. But in basketball, there's so much encouragement to have your own personal brand. Yes, there is. Right? Yes. And the personalities are so like, big. Like, last and night on the ESPYs, did you watch the ESPYs? DeAndre Jordan comes out on stage to, like, present whatever award it was or talk about whatever it was, and his shirt's, like, undone, like, down to his belly button. And Beautiful. he's just, like... He just looks really hot in here. Like that was his. Ex- <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah. And like, and he like he slouched down to get it, like talking to the microphone because it it wouldn't raise up or whatever. Because whoever had been out there before, I think, was Danica Patrick. So like, but also like a normal sized person. Yes, yeah. but, but Danica's really small. She's, she's like five foot nothing. She, she's real tiny. Like, she is. Small. She is real tiny. <laughs> and then they compared to DeAndre. Like, yeah. But anyway, and then he like leans over and he's reading off the teleprompter and he says something about how he's only got one year of college and so he hopes he can read all the words and stuff. And like it was funny and like. And, and I was like, man, that would never happen. Like, the NHL Was that awards. a written joke? I don't know. Oh. I don't know if he did that. I don't know if it was written or not. But he's like, I only got one year of college. He's like, I hope I can read all those yeah. words up there or whatever. And then everyone kind of chuckled and just kind of yeah. went on. But like, can you imagine the NHL awards? Because the, the only person that that could do that would be P.K. Subban. Yeah. And none of them go to college. No. For the most part, <laughs> no. That's yeah. very true. Um, almost Norris Trophy finalist Justin Schultz went to college. Yeah. <laughs> he was real close this year. Hey, two um, cups. Two cups. Yeah, two, two cups. Times, and he was like, wasn't he like sixth in Norris voting this year? Fifth I or sixth, so. something like that, yeah. So he's getting there, which is fascinating. You know? I hope he wins one before he before he's done. <laughs> just for like the cap on all of that garbage. So amazing. Uh, just a feather in his hand. Yeah. You were right. Was right? that Lowe who said that? McTavish. Oh, McTavish. It was McTavish. She said he had Norris Trophy potential. Oh. Imagine that. Wasn't wrong. Wasn't wrong. No. Wasn't does, no. that, does that make Craig McTavish... Okay, Justin Schultz wins a Norris Trophy. Yeah. Does that make McTavish a good general manager for recognizing in Justin Schultz Norris Trophy potential? That's a good point. Maybe, <laughs> you know what? Maybe not here, but he saw something in the guy. He saw something in Justin Schultz. He knew he would be good eventually. Maybe not in Edmonton, but he saw something in the man. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I just wish he could have seen it here and not given away all of the things that go with that. Um, so what about, like, athletes that you've interacted with? Uh, the ones who I've acted, the ones I know really well, I know Mark Pissick is a good buddy of mine. I always see him every summer or so. I know Wayne Simmons is great. Uh, Joel Ward is awesome. Mike Riley, Mike Riley's hilarious. Really? Yeah, like, Mike Riley's really, really funny. Yeah, but for the most part, the guys who I've met in hockey and football and basketball, like, they're really, if you approach them as not just athletes, but as people, they're awesome because... People don't get as that, and I even I always tell young media guys this, like you know, 
you can yes ask the question ask whether how ask whether how their day's going how they're doing mm-hmm. like like they love to talk to as a person not, not just a microphone like put the microphone down before you do a scrum and just chat with them for like a one minute before you get into it yeah like, they appreciate that like well, I go always go to every year to um, Dominic Moore of the ping pong tournament NHLPA Smash Fest in Toronto oh yeah and players and media it is the loosest thing you'll ever see because there's no PR guys beyond the two NHLPA guys like you'll see media guys having a beer with players and it's so incredibly loose yeah. Because they know it's a fun atmosphere. They know there's no cameras going to be showing them in their off moments. Like, mm-hmm. It's known that you know when, you're, when they're done playing ping pong, the cameras are going to turn off. And it's fun because it's tough. Because you don't see it very often because they put this barrier when you don't approach them as a person first. It's tough because people always say, you know, oh, Alex Hemsky, you know, he was a bad quote. He was just a quiet guy. Yeah. Like, I mean, and for how long was his English, like, poor? Yeah, like... Right? You know, like, it was hard for him to be part of that as yeah, well. Yeah, like, at the World Cup of Hockey, uh, we had a media day, and all the players up different podiums, and no one was talking to Alish. I figured, man, why not go talk to him, get some audio from him. First thing I do, I ask him, hey, Alish, how you doing? Avery Lewis can do Avery Sports. I'm from Edmonton. He likes up Edmonton? The big grin on his face. Oh, my gosh! How's the team doing back there? Like, I just, yeah, like, just that. Change his attitude from being, you know, whatever, to happy. Mm-hmm. So I'm at Edmonton, what the city is, how the city's changed. No way. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I mean, yeah, he's, he's still very quiet, and he's not going to give you, like, anything too in-depth, but I didn't like that, you know, oh, he's a bad quote. He's just a quiet guy. Mm-hmm. Just really quiet. Well, and I, think in, and I think in the industry that they're in, I think the problem is that, like, if you're not loud and obnoxious and, and brash, yeah. I think that that's looked at in a very negative way. Like, I think if you don't have that that personality that's, like external yeah right? mm-hmm. i think people tend, tend to look at you and be like oh something wrong with you hashtag character problems or, except uh, for connor whatever. except for connor because he's so white bread he's the worst yes. a terrible like interview. i know he's been media trained but there is such a thing as overtraining it is like mm-hmm. i like could you imagine could you imagine if connor came out he had pk's personality how much fun that like connor's a great guy but i would have been so much spoiler fun fans now. would hate him you think so? I too think much? So. Yeah, too yeah. much. We're trained to not blue collar enough. Oh too god, there. these buzzwords. Not blue I know. collar enough. I'm. I'm. I don't agree with it. I'm just saying. No, that, but that, you're that right. That is a you're prevailing opinion. Um, I think around this fan base is that there's like this this like blue collar ethos around the team that like you know they're just a bunch of schlubs who play hockey, but like they're not. No. So no. Like I, and that really came in. I think when the old of the nineties were around that lunch pail and bucket team, you know, mm-hmm. grind you down. Those teams led by you know when it was the Ryan Smith, the Mike Green, and also grind the Schoenworth. fan base down. Oh my god, <laughs> they were so bad. You know, like that's I, I, I came of age. I started watching all this hockey with those older teams in the in the late nineties or two thousands who just got dummied by Dallas year in year oh, out. Oh yeah, and that sentiment just stuck with Edmonton. I just stuck with this franchise. But you, yeah, you both right. We're not like that. Like, they're all millionaires. All multi-millionaires who drive their SUVs or their Ferraris, whatever else they want to drive. Like, they're not really that blue-collar. No. Not really no, aren't. No, no. And, and They take private jets and then to they, other places of work. And they, yes. they, might, they might have been blue-collar growing up. Yes. But hockey is, like, the thing that got them away from that. It's true. Right? hockey is expensive to yeah. begin with. And, it's, and we've, we've talked about this kind of before. Like, yeah. the idea that now, like, you're not going to find many of these, like, these kind of success stories in that like small town kind of way they're very rare now they are right? yes because like for you know connor was talking about how you gotta look after your family and whatever whatever well that's fine of course you do but like it's not like his parents haven't been working this whole time that he's been playing hockey because somebody had to pay for him to play hockey. to play hockey well of course right even, and 
But then it's tough, like, even if you're like, like a, a minority family, like you say, like, it was tough for guys who grew up in, like, in towns in Ontario who couldn't afford it. Like, say, like, guys like um, uh, Chris, Chris Stewart and Rafi Torres mm-hmm. and Wayne Simmons. They grew up near Scarborough. They didn't have a lot of money to play hockey. Mm-hmm. It was tough for them sometimes to get the money to play or just every single year. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not easy, especially, I'll admit it, like, those three guys, minorities, mm-hmm. not easy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, absolutely. Like, hockey's a very white sport. <laughs> Um, yeah. And hockey media is very white, male dominated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and and it's interesting because like I wonder if that like legitimizes or like delegitimizes like other voices, right? Like you know if you want to complain or whatever about the Oilers, like I wrote some shit posts last week for fun, mostly got a lot of hits. Yeah, um, it did. got a lot of hate. Got a lot of hate, and I was uh-huh. just like, okay, well, how about you come and do better then? Right, yeah. but I, I and I haven't had time yet this week. Otherwise, I would have. But I wanted to write something another shit post um, from like, <laughs> from like a, a dude's perspective and just like you know cl- call it a guest post and whatever and yeah. just post it from a person who's got like a real Twitter account so that they can be traced back to or whatever. Right, uh, and see what the reaction would be. I just haven't gotten around to it. I probably will. Maybe next week I'll do something. It's not a bad idea because I'm curious because like people were. What if you titled it? What if Cam plays all 82 games? <laughs> oh, or no? Maybe what I should do is that who's our backup goalie? I don't even know. Brussels. Yeah. Well, I, what if I ad- advocate a forty-one-forty-one split <laughs> instead? Oh, just to just to, just to be like oh. why 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 Cam Talbot and Laurent Brossois should split goaltending duties fifty-fifty? <laughs> that is the title of my next post, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, and I will write it from the perspective of a man, and we will see what happens. And I can almost assure you that it won't be as bad. Greg Whoa. Smith. Can we just like create a persona today? We should. Yeah. In a new Twitter. Because yeah. <laughs> guaranteed the people who read the rig don't listen to this no, for the most part. No, it's from Dan Paperclip. Adding a foray Dan into the sports world. Yeah. Oh, Dan Paperclip. Um, there you go. Done deal. Okay, so people who people who know who Dan Paperclip is listen to this podcast, but people who read the Oilers rig do not. So I'm okay. We're okay. That's 100%. The separation is oh, fine. God, Except for, like, I'm pretty sure Dave from my site uh, listens to us. That's but fun. that's about it. Do you have any connection to you on your on Dan's Twitter to yours? Nah, no. Not a little bit. No. Okay. I, like, every once in a while, I'll retweet something that Dan Paperclip says, but no, it's there's no... There's a separate email, danpaperclip at gmail.com. <laughs> oh my, <God>. my name. <laughs> That's the, crazy. The Gmail. Well, no, it's just easier. Then I don't ever get, I don't care. I don't care what happens in those emails. I just needed an email address and I didn't want to connect it to myself. So I made one. <laughs> Surprise, you didn't have to go like danpaperclip12 at gmail. It's free. So if anyone wants to send hate mail, that's where I can go. Because <laughs> I don't remember the password. <laughs> I can just. Oh, you suck. You don't know anything. And you're spelled wrong. Why you are. Yes. Or, you know, or just you are. are. Yes. Or if you just reply, I'm so sorry. I'm just a paperclip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a paperclip. Trying to make it in a, a digital world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, dear. Um, okay. Well, I don't know go. how we got to this point. I'm not sure either, but we made some good plans. Mm-hmm. If it goes terribly wrong, I'm blaming you, too. Okay. Wow. That's great to know. That's I great to hear. I need more follows. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Perfect. Um, mm-hmm. So, who's your... I want to... I remember you told me once about having Jordan Everly on your podcast. Yes, yeah, actually, it was my friend's podcast, Brad Bartko of um, Bradcast Sports. He, I was in Toronto. I was... Um, what, 
I was like, I can't remember. I was in Toronto at my dad's office doing some work. And he messaged me the, the morning of saying, hey, my buddy, my podcast partner, Vic Michaels, is in Vegas and he can't get to a phone. Do you want to hop on my podcast and help me interview Eberle? I go, absolutely. <laughs> yes. So that night we set it up. Uh, Brad had set it up through Jordan's girlfriend. And Jordan knows y'all separate. Jordan was more than willing to come on and do it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so we chatted about Jordan's first game and his development to the league. And it was really well done. But he was super polite to doing it. He gave us about 20 minutes to chat with oh, him. Oh, nice. Yeah. He seems like a nice dude. He yeah. does. He seems like a real nice dude. And I wonder if it'll be, it'll be different for him, I think, in... I was going to say Long Island, but that's not really in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. God, what a disaster that is. Um, it'll be interesting for him out there, like, not being known. Yeah. To, like, wander around and, really like, not have thing. people know who you are, which I think, mm-hmm. in a way, is probably a bit Better. freeing. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, right. like, I'm someone who likes guys to, to want to play in Canada, but at the same time, I'm, I do understand, I do understand, you know, not being known when you've yeah. played in Edmonton or Calgary or Toronto. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, right, yeah, you do see him. Like, I'm sure Taylor Hall, like, he can walk around New York, New Jersey. I'm sure no one knows who he is. One of my favorite quotes from him from this season was when he was, like, wandering around with... Adam Henrique and some girl like came up and wanted a picture with Henrique and asked Taylor Hall to take the picture and I had no <laughs> idea who he was and in my but I, and, in, I and you're was, like you did it the reverse way <laughs> <laughs> but in my head I like I thought it was funny but I was also like oh man he probably loves that yeah. but like people just not yet anyway didn't yeah. know who he was right away because um, I remember the 24-7 a number of years ago when it was the Flyers and the Rangers and mm-hmm. the, the whatever the New Year's Day game and I think it was Marion Gabrick he played in New York, right? He did, yes. Yeah. He was like, yeah, so it was definitely him. He was wandering down, whatever, like, in Manhattan looking for a Christmas tree. And there's, like, cameras following him because yeah. it's for 24-7. And all these randos in the background are just looking at him like, who the fuck is this Not guy? Not in New York way, like, who are yeah. you? No, but, but they were just <laughs> looking and, like, cameras and they were like, what? And it was, you could tell people were super confused as to, like, why these cameras were following this guy because yeah. he does he's not a movie star he doesn't look familiar yeah. like he's not a basketball player but and they were just like what like it was no. just, and i was like oh man that must be like a, a perk of being in that bigger market where you don't have that like and yeah. everybody's like a super average looking dude yeah like he's not he's not huge yeah and he's not like brett burns he's not like the distinctive yeah. like, facial hair or whatever like you wouldn't just you could probably not pick him out of a crowd yeah exactly which, and i don't know i hope he does well me too i really really yeah do. i really hope he does Actually, I hope they fucking rip it up. Is what I hope. No, <laughs> I, well, I know your dream is somehow they both end up on New Jersey or the Islanders. Yes. <laughs> yes. Ooh, on the Islanders. I don't. Interesting. Just the same colors, just different. <laughs> like, what, what would you and do? And then the Islanders offer sheet dry. Like, what would you? That's our. Do? That's our ultimate like, dream: is dry settled to rejoin what, Taylor Hall. What would you all do if I don't know? Cup Finals Game Seven, dry home everybody on the Islanders, and they beat the Oilers in Rogers Place. I'd be fine with that. I'd fucking burn Roger's place and, like, enjoy and I'd be so happy. Are you kidding me? I'd, like, throw shit at the Gretzky statue on France. Like, you have no idea how happy I would be. Like, this city, I don't know if this city would be able to handle that. No, this city would implode. Like, Roger's, there would be a symbol underneath Roger's place, and it would just, like, swallow it up, like, in the mummy, like, the sand or whatever, and yes. then it would be, like, it was never there. Like, if I were, if I were there covering that game, I'd, I'd like, wait the poo ta for now. i just escape, I'd run the back door, I'm out of here. Nope. Mm-mm. Oh, I would pay, I would pay so much money to sit, like, up in, like, the club seats where I was at that one game to be yeah. away from the masses for a game. Like, really and truly, like, because I would just be... I don't know if I could handle it. I would cry tears of joy. <laughs> I would cry as well. Especially if the if the, they had won the cup before the Oilers had won the cup. Oh, that would be like the the knife in the heart. Ultimate petty. And then, oh, of course it is. <laughs> and then, and it gets better. You've got more things. But then I wouldn't care anymore. 
like, yeah. I, like I would just be done because like all of the things that the I would have wanted would be lifted yeah. off your shoulders. Yeah. Like, do you know who I would feel bad for? Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Yes. <laughs> Nugent. Yes. They're gonna trade him, so he might end up out, out oh. east anyway. I <laughs> couldn't imagine on the post game radio shows like with um, with Connor Holly and Dean Millard, like their phone lines are gonna explode in their hands. Yeah. Taking in post game shows. Uh-huh. That would, would they, just they, radio goes dark. They, they explode. Their their phone lines <laughs> explode anyway. When like the Oilers don't like it's a, that would just well. be yeah when they do well or when they don't do well or when they tie or like you know losing a shootout or winning a shootout or yeah. like breathe like <laughs> I remember I remember when I was on on Starwick show in twelve thirteen when I was working as an intern and contributor like our texting lines when they would win we wouldn't get any calls when they would lose like it would be just like like a Christmas tree calls mm-hmm. texts whatever like Mark Major and myself we were just. And because I love I love Mark, but Mark would make me do things like answer the calls of like the randos who would just be too weird to make me stay on the line with them. Oh no! Like there was one guy who called in, and Mark said to me, "Avery's taking this call." It's what this guy who I kid you, ladies, not he believed that there was conspiracy against the Coyotes and that the league wanted them to lose to Edmonton. He was calling in from Phoenix. In he was the, calling in from Phoenix into Edmonton Oilers post game show. Oh my god. I still do not know if that was a real thing that happened to me. <laughs> I, it was just too strange. And I see Mark's in the back. Like, I lived it, and I'm telling the story about it now, but I'm still not sure it happened. <laughs> and Mark finally and Mark was dying laughing because he sees me ready to throw the phone through the window of the studio with this guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> are sports I'm, fans the craziest? They are like, it's, it's so funny how we lose our minds over literal children's games. Every day, and and we think we're bad here in North America. They riot in Europe. That's People true. die. People are murdered over it in other parts of the world. Which should be like really. Well, remember what's his face Escobar in Colombia um, yeah. coming back from the World Cup when mm-hmm. he scored that own goal and they got knocked out and then he got back to Colombia and was dead. Yes, that's crazy. Like that's insane. <laughs> can you imagine? I mean, like we take it very seriously, but can you imagine something like that happening? Like. Like, we didn't murder Wayne Gretzky when they, like, didn't win the gold medal in Nagano. No. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? We weren't just like, fuck you, Wayne. You're done. You're yeah. dead to us. Like, that didn't happen. We no. were real, real upset about it. You know? Nagano. Oh, God. <laughs> well, we didn't, you know? It wasn't like, even like Sweden, though. Tommy Salo, yeah. after he took that puck off the head against Belarus in 2002, mm-hmm. he didn't go home for the summer. Yeah. He stayed in North America. He didn't go back to Sweden. Really? Yeah. That's brutal. Yeah. Even though that was like literally the flukiest way to lose a game. Oh, a yeah. center I shot off the mask and dribbles past you. Like. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, like you can't. You can't prepare for yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Just have your hands over your face. Like, it was a dump yeah. in that beat him. It was a random, oh, well, this goes well, dump in that beat him. Yeah. <laughs> so bizarre. Yeah, it's very, very strange. But I think sports fans are nuts. I really do. Just in general. Well, Philadelphia sports fans. I think are the nuttiest in this continent. Okay. Do they still have that reputation? I think they do. Well, they'll, well, I don't know if you remember or not. A few years ago, uh, a Phillies fan intentionally puked on a little girl oh, at a Phillies game. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And they've like booed Santa Claus apparently at like Eagles games oh, and stuff. Mike Lovin broke his neck and he cheered it. Yeah. Like they cheered Mike Lovin breaking his neck yeah. and be on the field motionless. Yeah. Like, oh my God. I can't imagine <laughs> wanting to ever puke. Like, puking is the worst <laughs> thing in the world. You're like, I'm going to ruin this and, for someone. And you know, I, I, I think 
don't I think I'm pretty sure the father who was with the girl was an off duty cop and the cop beat the crap out of the guy for doing that. Deservedly so. Mm -hmm. God, that's a psychotic thing to do. how do you go you gotta be drunk to think, you know what, I'm gonna puke on you intentionally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking about what you just said. I'm, I'm very distracted by the, the notion of like intentionally throwing up on someone because like the last time I threw up was like 2003, and I and was you still so have like PTSD from a how little awful bit throwing up because is. I was on my way to school uh, at university and I was on the bus. I got on the bus at Southgate or whatever. Wait, that was the last time you puked? Yeah. Whoa. Because okay. I work really hard not to. If I ever feel like I have to, this <laughs> is not happening. But I, I, I was on my way to the university, and so I got on the bus at Southgate, because um, mm. it transferred over or whatever, and I just felt absolutely awful. So I, like, pulled the stop, and I got off, and I walked to a friend's house, because um, I knew he didn't have class, like, in the morning, and probably still be home, like, banging on the door, and he's like, what do you want? And I was like, I need the bathroom. And I just, like, threw up in the bathroom. Oh. oh my God. That's too bad. And that is the last time. It was 14 years ago. <laughs> it was the last time. That's bizarre. It was awful. So I can't imagine, like, willing yourself... To go to, through that. To go through that and then throw up <laughs> on a child. Yeah. Like, at the very least, throw up on an opposing fan. Like, <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, like, you know. But there is this thing about, for certain communities, and, like, Saskatchewan gets this a lot. They're so crazy about the riders, because mm-hmm. they just don't have anything else. No. Yeah. Right? But in Philly, there's so much. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like it's a small town. No. And it's not like it's... A college town, and that's like the thing. It's there's a lot going on. Yeah, and yet this is the city where I still think it's nutty is because like they booed people, they puked, they've thrown D batteries at players. Like I don't, it's done because I think in the playoffs a few years ago, Washington Philadelphia, the fans gave the Flyers a two minute penalty because they kept on throwing yeah, insider wristbands that. on the ice. Yeah, I remember that. Like why would you do that? Like why would you when the people when they they tell you to stop throwing it? Why would you keep throwing it? Are you dumb? Yeah. The answer team. is yes, <laughs> clearly. Like, okay, so here's a question. Yeah. Should they not sell alcohol at sports games? You know what? I think they shouldn't. Yeah, because people don't know how to behave. Because mm-hmm. I think, I forget, my friend Malcolm was telling me that in certain soccer stadiums, mm-hmm. you can only drink alcohol in like a small section. Yeah. And you can't bring it to your seat with you. That's smart. Which is super smart. Right? Because then those people, if they're going to just stay there and drink, and there's, like, TVs and stuff, then they'll just stay there the whole game. Yeah. But is there a case or, for or like a Or just a hard cap, like an actual hard cap. Like, if you want to buy beer or whatever at a hockey game or a football game, like, you get, I don't know if there's, like, a, like, you buy your two and you get, like, a punch. Like, there ha- if there's a way where they, they, scan, to, they yeah. scan your ID, and if you've come more than twice... You can't get any more. And so, I mean, obviously, if people want to get more, they'll figure out a way. Yeah. But, you know, if it, if it, if you make it harder for people, have a system in place. And then if people are contributing, then you can kick them out, too. But it's all about that money. Of course. That's true. Like, I was just, we all saw last year in the MLB playoffs, the wildcard game with the Jays and the Orioles. How, yeah, yeah, I think it was, you saw the beer almost hit the Orioles outfielder. Like, could you imagine that hits a player, a beer hitting a player like that? We don't need another Ron Artest incident. Yeah, that's true. Oh, sorry, Meta World Peace. <laughs> yeah, whatever. No, <laughs> isn't it like Panda something now? I don't know. Because he's in Korea? Just call him some Ron. He's back in the NBA now. He's back. Is he back? Oh, yeah. He was one of the bench Lakers. He played oh, yeah, like right. 20 games to start I thought he, for yeah. a while he's calling himself like... Panda friend, I believe. Panda friend. Yeah, something, something. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was. I remember that. But, like, that's insane that people take their sports so seriously. Mm-hmm. And we talk about this a lot because, like, we like sports and stuff, yeah. but, like, 
I know Kelsey's been like sports free since the Oilers been out of the oh, playoffs. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's a beautiful existence. And I've just been watching baseball. Yeah. And it's yeah. been fun because it's joyful. But like, I'm not. I'll, I'll head up about it. And I don't understand. For me, the thing that I don't get, and I'll never mm. understand this, is hatred for other teams. And, like, the fans of other teams. And I see it on Twitter a lot, because a lot of people that I follow on Twitter, like, Oilers fans, I've, like, gotten rid of a bunch of them, because I'm just tired of their bullshit. <laughs> um, really and truly. And there's a couple that I, I've kept around who are still like, I fucking hate the Flames. I'm like, whatever. Um, but I, they, I follow some really great Flames fans, yeah. mm-hmm. and they're super fun. And I'm like, I don't understand why people hate fans of other teams. Because they look at them not as humans, but as yeah. this label. I guess. It's true. I guess. First, right? Like, I'm, I'm, I make fun of people who cheer for some other teams. Like, my friend Brian is a Baltimore Ravens fan, and I bug him about his elite quarterback all the time. Um, and at one point in time, a retort when he said to me that he hoped that Brett Favre was going to trip going out of the tunnel uh, when Favre played his first game in Minnesota. I was wow. like, I hope Ray Lewis gets arrested again. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, and I believe he has made that like his cover photo on uh, Facebook. So like because it was in a text. And a so, white suit. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, and so, but like I'll bug people like that, but I don't understand the like the fan thing. Well, there's this weird equivocation between sports and religion now. Mm-hmm. I think that's totally what it is overseas too. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. Where they're almost the same. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's nuts. But, like, as someone who's worked in, like I said, worked in media and had friends who were in different cities, like, I, I'm not, I, I, not sure, maybe it's a few people I dislike, but hate? I don't hate anybody. I don't have any true hate. Yeah. Like, I look at this from a standpoint of, say, for example, it came across my email, the Chicago Bears want me to be, I don't know, a color commentator. I'm on the next plane to Illinois, like, right now. You are done. I'm gone. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's true, like, I'm not going to say no. No. No, no, no. All right, so, yeah, like... Yeah, my if team. that happens, I got submissions for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I just yeah, like I don't have like we've had we've had um, lunch with Mike Fail before. Mike Fail, the diehard Flames fan. Oh, he's the best. Yeah, he's a nice. Fail, guy. you should come on our podcast sometime. He will, I'm sure. Yeah, he will. Yeah, but yeah, like, and then so I just find that whole thing so weird, right? Like it's just it's so so bizarre. Mm-hmm. That people have that like well even though the, the, the SBs like they're the pre the night before the SBs mm-hmm. Sarah Spain was like on on her Instagram or whatever and she yes. like got a video of Aaron Rodgers and he's like doing the thing and then she comes up behind him and she's like go Bears and I was like oh, she, she oh wow it was so funny but though. it's great right yeah. like because you because at least she can look at that and like have fun with it and he of also course. had fun with it because like some, it was just like it was really great oh my god but then also we won like NFL Player of the Year so yes, yeah. whatever it doesn't matter. Fuck you, Sarah Spain. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> wow. But, like, no. It's just, but I just find it so funny that people have this, like, these hard, hard opinions about yeah. fans of other teams. Um, and, like, I look at, like, Steve Dangle and what he does, and I think what he does is great work. I also think he's a crazy person. Um, <laughs> and, like, he's, like, leaves the room that he does his videos and stuff. Yes. And I'm like, dude, you are an adult. <laughs> but anyway, like, that's a, that's a, but that's a separate thing. He's just a very passionate Leafs fan. Yes, he is. Who's, like, parlayed that into something else. Mm-hmm. And it's the same way that, like, people treat guys like Jeff Follette or whatever like they're just very passionate fans who've parlayed that into something bigger than that and somehow people are like you guys are the worst and I just don't I don't get it like we should be embracing that because Jeff and Steve are two guys who are bringing into media in their 20s yeah Mm -hmm. like this should be like it's not easy like Steve on sports said at 28 years old yeah, that is incredibly tough in sports media to do. And he's doing like weird stuff. Like he's not doing traditional like no. behind the desk in a suit. Like that's not the stuff he's doing. He's got his like, it's crazy. Yes. And that and the sports net's okay with that, which is great. But it's just 
I, yeah, I don't know. I don't understand why people like get on that. No, because people are afraid of change. Because people are afraid, oh, he's different. He's this, he's, he's too loud. He's too radical. Mm-hmm. And you know what I say? You know what? If you don't like that, move, keep it moving. That's the future. Or it's do it yourself. Yeah. Either or. Rather but, s- like, loud and radical is the definition of John Cherry. I. Well. <laughs> loud and reactionary. Because okay. radicals want change. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Reactionaries do not. And, to change. Don, Don Cherry is, um, like, the best thing that I think ever happened was when PK did that, like, imitation or that impression of Don Cherry and, like, Strombo was dying. Yes. That might be one of my favorite things I've ever seen. Um, because PK Subban will be great on TV someday. Yes, mm-hmm. he will. He's great on TV already. But when he's done playing, he'll be great. And that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, it was so... And there were people who were mad about it. They were making fun of a national like a national icon in Don Cherry. And I'm like, Don Cherry is a parody of a man. <laughs> so, like, how can you make fun of a parody? Parody was former self. <laughs> really and truly. Yeah. It's true. Like, it's just... The amount of PK hatred, like... Just come out and say why you don't like PK. Just come out and say, you know, he's black. Just come on and say it. Like, quit hiding behind these code words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Well, we talked about that, too, uh, in the playoffs when um, Millbury called him a clown. We yeah. talked about that Which on Which is like here. a classic microaggression. It really sure. is. And then, but then, like, the day later was when the Rangers were, like, playing football out on the ice with the puck. And I was yeah. like, oh, I didn't hear M- Millbury calling any no. clowns. Because they looked like actual clowns doing that. And I was like, whoa, this is interesting. Yeah. Mike Milbury, are you a racist? You must be. Like, that was sort of my, <laughs> the my, conclusion that I drew. It's like, I'll, I'll give credit, though. Keith Jones basically said, you know, what Brent Burns does that, why did you call him out? Like, Keith Jones basically called him out on that mm-hmm. on, on mm-hmm. the same panel. Mm-hmm. Which good. Yeah, as he should have been called out. Because, yeah, it's it's very, it's coded, right? And we all know yeah. what the code means. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I find that really, really really interesting and so like I guess maybe a direction to take this then is like to talk about other like just athletes in general mm-hmm. and how there are some that somehow seem to like transcend all of the bullshit that yeah. exists in their sports um like you've got guys like um like JJ Watt mm-hmm. in the NFL like he's doing his thing and he's got a clothing line and his shoes and whatever and like last night he tweeted out that like he was gonna send some guy a pair of shoes because he couldn't yeah. afford them like yeah and but and whatever he does He's like he's essentially beyond reproach, yeah. and there's guys like him and like Clay Matthews and Sid, Sidney Crosby, yeah. right? Um, Aaron Judge in baseball. I don't know about basketball. Like I don't know if there's anyone who has that kind of. Oh, uh, I think Steph Curry. You could say that. Or yeah, I think Steph's at that level for the most part. Yeah, yeah. But and it, basketball seems to be like a different. It's got it's, it's different in so many ways mm-hmm. than the other three big sports leagues. But like, how are how are some of those athletes able to just like not let it get to them or just like rise above it and do their thing. Like, that's a really good question. I think J.J. Watt is an incredibly mentally strong person. Though. Like, I don't, I'm don't. i not sure how he does it. Like, I'm impressed because J.J. Watt's a guy, you see him like even on the field, he is a defensive lineman or who has played wide receiver in the NFL on plays. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I remember a game against Oakland where he had that touchdown catch, tiptoed on the sideline like a wideout. Mm-hmm. Like, how mm-hmm. are you doing that? Mm-hmm. Like, how? D-linemen no. don't do that or no. should be able to do that. No. <laughs> no, they really think that is very true. They absolutely should not. And so he's not only really good at what he does, yeah. but he's also really good at, like, navigating this whole, yeah. like, celebrity thing. And I always find it really interesting, like, you hear, like, a guy like Sidney Crosby, right? Doesn't want the celebrity. Doesn't want the spotlight no. at all. Like, his personal life, you know nothing about. No. Nothing. 
Like, I feel like I remember last year when they won the Stanley Cup last season that there was, like, a girlfriend out on the ice with his family. Because mm-hmm. his really? sister was there and his mom and his, and his dad. Okay. And then there was someone else. There's another girl. Another girl. And and I remember feeling, I was like, oh, Sidney Crosby has a girlfriend. And that was very shocking because, like, I think that's the first, like, inkling of that mm-hmm. in his entire career. Yeah. And he's managed somehow to keep all of that 100% under wraps. It has. Um, but why? How? Like, how do they do that? It's it's a really good question because it, 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 you know like we're such a uh, we're such a need to know we're such a need to know society mm-hmm. we all find it out somehow it's just it is I'm trying to think of a good answer I don't think I have one because it's super hard to keep it under wraps it's not easy if you're Crosby or Watt no like I don't know how no I think I think if you ever get them on the podcast and you ask them themselves oh, yeah. <laughs> oh I've those you things would, we, yeah, I can't even I can't she even can't even entertain no. the no no you just keep talking go on. <laughs> Okay, I mean, do you think it's, is it something that comes from, like, a PR team? Like, a management team? I do think, Is yes. it the person themselves? Is it the family? I think it's a mix of all three. That okay. yeah, does make sure that Sydney's personal life is never given out to the media, never given out to the public. Same for J.J. Watt. Even though J.J. Watt's much more personable, he's much more open than Crosby, there's still a PR team making sure that his personal life is still in the wraps of what you don't really know mm-hmm. what, what, what uh, about as much you need to know about J.J. Watt. Well, I'm thinking too of like Aaron Rodgers and like he has a thing during the season he never goes on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gets in very public Twitter fights with the Shooter McGavin Twitter account which is just like one of my favorite things that <laughs> no he does. Way. Oh, it's so good. That's super good. Um, and so I, I always wonder if it's someone that he knows who runs that account. That, like, Probably. Like, they, and it might be. Or maybe it's him. I have no idea. It doesn't really matter. Um, but then like guys that have played with him like Tom Crabtree um will talk shit with him every once in a while like when he's on Twitter but then once the season starts after the preseason is over and like whenever like whenever game one of the season is that is the last day that Aaron Rodgers is on Twitter Mm -hmm. and then he doesn't come back on Twitter until after the Super Bowl Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's made like a very clear, but he, and now, and it's interesting, I don't know, like since he's not dating Olivia Munn anymore, he's been a lot more like yeah. out there in social media, but still very like limited, very limited scope of, yeah. of what he's willing to share. And I don't know, does that keep people, if you do that, does that keep people from prying a little bit if you're willing to like give that little bit of a glimpse? I have, do think like, so. Yeah. I think giving, you know, a little, a little insight into your world does get people back off somewhat. Mm-hmm. Like I think like of, look at Derek Jeter. People always want to know Derek Jeter's personal life, and he never formally ever said anything until last year. Mm-hmm. He said, "Yeah, I'm engaged. Yeah, I'm gonna be a father." I know that was crazy, and then like, and I remember like when he hit his three thousandth. I think was when he was dating Minka Kelly. Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's because she was like there up in whatever up in the suites, but. Yeah. She wasn't out on the field, like, because no. it was not a thing. Like, he dated Mariah Carey, and, like, there's a lot of stories about Derek Jeter. But yes, nothing, nothing confirmed until, until last, last year, last until year. he was done. Yeah, although he did say, he did say that the gift basket thing, he said it was a hoax, although... What a great thing, though. <laughs> he said, yeah, him and Joe Buck interview on, I think it was Showtime, and Jeter said, yeah, it was a bunch of crap, the okay. gift basket stories. Interesting. I don't know, I'd be proud of it. Yeah, no kidding, that'd be like a badge of honor, my God. Also, inside the gift basket and NDA. Just like... <laughs> leave this on the table anyway. Please. Sign it, notary. <laughs> but like, I, yeah, and so you have a guy like that who's, you know, arguably one of the better um, shortstops in baseball ever. Yeah. Um, lived a very public life. But like, you didn't know anything you didn't really about... You know, no. Anything. Yeah, like, you saw him out and about, but you knew nothing about his life. 
And that's okay. And has, like, I don't know, has social media, like, flipped that around now? Because, like, I mean, even thinking, like, the last time the Oilers were in the playoffs before this season, in 2006, and I remember hearing stories about, like, how they, after games, like, home games would be, like, at whatever the ranch was called then. The standard, maybe? I don't know. It doesn't matter. It was garbage then, too. Um, <laughs> it was a terrible place. It's always been a terrible place to go. But... With a different name. Yeah, just... Oh, yeah, just... Yeah, just renaming. It'd be like us renaming this to something else, but keeping the Garbage Fire logo. Like, it's the same thing. Um, but, like... I remember hearing stories about these guys like going out to the bar, like in between, like there'd be like the, the in between games, like they go out after a game and then have like practice the next morning and then like game the, f- the following day yeah. and they would just get like rip roaring drunk. But, but Twitter was like not a thing. No. Facebook wasn't a thing. So there was no way for people to like take, the camera phones weren't even really a thing. So like there was no way for people to take pictures and share them with anybody. Mm-hmm. So it didn't really matter. But now all of a sudden you have this like, you see people out and about doing whatever or they post it themselves or yeah. whatever and it's just like it's a weird interaction with athletes it is like look, look at Tyler Sagan he's on some Boston bar site on a table face down I mean he's pouring to his mouth it's still, it's still up on this bar's website Boston I believe like 15 years ago there may not have been any proof of that no. but now there is, is that one of the reasons why Tyler Sagan no longer plays in Boston <laughs> yeah from what I've heard that you know great player but yeah his party board ways did give him a ticket out to Boston interesting yeah there was, there was a factor that did play some whatever factor how much not sure exactly but there was because he's a very good hockey player yes he is Great player. So that must have been, whatever that was, must have been something that we'll never find out about. Well, I heard also um, in Toronto, we got a complaint from Richard B., the former Raptor CEO of throwing parties in Yorkville at 4 in the morning. Oh. But Sagan, he claimed he wasn't home, though. But I guess someone who was in Sagan's home was throwing a party at 4 in the morning. Interesting. Yes. Uh, did so? Did he live by a hot dog cart? Like, yeah, uh, <laughs> do we know these things? Or, like, these things we need to know, Avery. Come on. Yes, I know. I, I know where Sagan's apartment is. It's a very Yorkville is a very rich part of Toronto, like a very, very, very rich part of Toronto. Mm-hmm. Like that's the part where yeah, CEOs, athletes, and um, actors live. Okay, which I mean, I guess is kind of fine, right? Like to have like a, not quite a community, like an enclave, but just like to be kind of separate from the average people, yeah, right? Like, the give, average. No, but it just it, I think it gives you a what little. What was it before the steerage? Yeah, the steerage. Yes, yes. <laughs> But it gives you, like, a measure of freedom, right? Because you're not necessarily... You could maybe walk outside yeah. without people seeing you and, like, caring who you are. Not just that they, don't, they recognize you, because I don't think that matters, but, like, actually caring who you are and just, yeah. like, kind of let you But I get frustrated when it's, like, we traded him away because he was a party boy. It's like... Aren't you paying him to play hockey? Yeah, well, I know. Yeah, and, like... It shouldn't really matter. Like, isn't there a vet that could, like... Yeah. Teach him the ropes or, yeah. like, bring him... Un- like, if yeah. you think there's something wrong... Yeah. Psh, 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 well, who was Let's it? The, it who, which which New York Giant was New York Giant blew his hand off with a firework? Oh, Jason Pierre-Paul. Yeah, like Fourth of July last year, year before it doesn't matter. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, he blew his hand off with a firework, and like it was, and I was like, that's like a, a red flag that you're dumb enough to like do that, I suppose. Especially when your hands are like a big, significant part mm-hmm. of your job. But he's still part of you know, like he, he hasn't been shunned shame. from from football. No, for he like. Hasn't. Whatever. I'm sure if it somehow if Plaxico Gobert had ever wanted to come back after he, he shot could. himself in the leg, he probably could have too. Yeah. Like, what is up with the New York Giants though in these perfect injuries? <laughs> well, they are the Giants, and you know they deserve it. Like, wow. Well, Jason Pierre-Paul's hand is—it's half a hand he has left. Yeah. Like he blew off I think, like these two fingers or whatever. Yeah. Like they're the, gone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the index finger is gone completely. Yeah. It's yeah. The middle finger, the tip is gone. The thumb is half what what it was yeah. on the right hand. Yeah. 
Because he was like messing around with this firework and then it exploded. Uh, yeah, and, like, and I know. I've seen pictures. Like, there were pictures he posted on SI an article. Like, it's oh, it's graphic. Yeah. I well, I looked I at them. See I that. looked at it and I was like, "Why are you looking at this?" And I was like, yeah. <laughs> "It was very no." Scroll down. Scroll down. Like, wow. If I only look with one eye, it won't be so like, bad. And and I'm right-handed too, so like it happened to me. Of like, oh geez. Yeah. Like I'm right-handed. Mm. Like I don't know what it happened to me. Is he still playing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. On on the Fourth of July, I don't know if it was Peter King. Maybe someone was like, "I wonder if anyone's worried about what JPP is doing." Oh jeez. <laughs> Like, the tweets on, like, I shouldn't have laughed, but if you typed in on 4th of July JPP, like, the tweets were just, yeah, they were I was savage. in tears. I was in tears. <laughs> he kind of deserves it, though. Like, you, you know, whatever. You guess, you guess you if you're going to be that dumb, yeah, you deserve to be made fun of. You do deserve to be made fun of. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just find, and so and maybe it's a hockey thing. Maybe that's what the, the question I have. Because, like, you get these characters, whatever, in the NBA and in the NFL yeah. and in MLB or whatever. But then, like, hockey has this weird, and we've t- mentioned this before, we talked about it a little bit when Kyle was on, like, mm-hmm. it's got this weird, like, boys club fraternity yeah. feel to it. No fun that the others, Yeah, it's like this very no it's fun true. allowed. And the other sports don't have that. No, they really don't. Like, you can go out and, like, heck, the M- MLB and NBA are allowing on certain days players to customize the nameplates and back of their jerseys with nicknames. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine NHL allowing guys to put nicknames in the back of their jerseys? Oh People my God. would like, lose no. their shit. That would never happen. They yeah. could sell them. Did, does Gary Bettman not know that they could just sell nicknamed jerseys and people would buy those too? Gary Bettman is the worst. He's pretty, he's pretty bad. Like, the NHL, like Adam Wilde said on C. Daniels' podcast, NHL can't get out of its own way. Like, NHL yeah. is a 100-year league and it is still the fourth major sport in America. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that is <laughs> a really job. good point. Good job, That team. is a really, really good point. Like, you so are, well in this century. Like, you are older than the NBA and the NFL. Only the MLB predates you, and you're still behind them all. We have eradicated polio. <laughs> <laughs> and you have done nothing. <laughs> That's, they've basically cured smallpox, right? Yeah, basically yeah. cured yeah. smallpox. Yeah, NHL is still in the 40s. Yeah, and it's such it's such a strange thing, and then there's that there was that whole thing after uh, with the Stanley Cup for after next season, like Rocket Richard's name is not going to be on anymore, and Gordy Howe's name is not going to be on it anymore because they take the rings off, right. and like all these old white dudes in media are like losing their minds. I'm like, do you not understand how time works, <laughs> or how the Stanley Cup? Works? Yeah, like yeah, that the rings stay on. The cup will be from like here up to the CN Tower. Yeah, like <laughs> take off I, I saw a, I saw a diagram. If they had never been changed from its original form, it would be like thirty five feet tall. Yeah. And you could, like, how do you do, you can't. So, like, you no. have to take the rings on. No one ever had a problem with that before. But, oh, no, how are Richard coming off? Blah, 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 blah. Well, they named like, a trophy after Richard. Yes, just they did. Get over it. Like, we're fine. We're A-OK. And it just, hockey's just got this weird, like... I think, like, they go into the Hall of Fame. They're not putting them in the trash. Like, <laughs> oh, we don't need this ring anymore. Burn it. Just <laughs> melt it down for... Just melt it down for a breath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you imagine? We just gave Gary Bevan an idea, guys. Save some money. So. Or he just stamps his own name on the ring. Yeah. He <laughs> stamps his own name. <laughs> Gary Bettman trophy of oh, excellence. Uh, trophy of excellence in mediocrity. Because that's clearly what it is. But it's just, I don't know, hockey's just got this weird thing to me. Oh, I, I had a good one. I'm sorry. Say it. First award winner, Milan Lucic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, it's so good. Oh. And the reason that I think maybe that's in like sharp relief for me this year is because I have been watching lots of baseball. Like, and I always watch lots of football, and yeah. I really enjoy the NFL. Um, sometimes it's garbage, but I really enjoy watching NFL football. But I've been watching lots of baseball this year, and I watched the home run derby on Monday, and it was just like 
sheer delight. Because, like, the NHL skills competition versus the home run derby, like, they are not in the same... No. And, like, the the NBA dunk competition and the NHL skills competition are just not in the same league at all. They're boring to watch. It's not fun. No. Like, the, the dunk competition is super fun. And, like, what I really like is having other basketball players who are not Around in it, it. are yeah. there, and yes. they're, like, excited about They've what's happening. They've got their scorecards, they're yeah. high-fiving people after. And they're involved in their... They're dressed in ridiculous outfits. Yeah. And they, they don't have to wear, like, a three-piece suit, because, yeah. you know, that's what Don Terry wants you to do when you're a hockey player. you got to show up in the rink in a suit, you know. That's totally part of it. Um, <laughs> but then, and then, like, the whole show up in their Under Armour. Because that's yes. what they wear to play. That is true. And also, we would all appreciate it. <laughs> um, but, like, on Monday in the Home Run Derby, like, yeah. I, I don't, I didn't under, I didn't like the format, like, the 1-8. What, I didn't, they didn't need to seed it. I think they should have just done, like, the top four out of each round and then go through. But it doesn't matter. Um, but it was fun. And it was yeah. fun to watch. And listening to the ESPN commentary as, like... Aaron Judge is hitting the ball, and they're just, like, watching it. And I'm like, how is this even happening? And they were they were enjoying it. Like, Cody yeah. Bellinger is up there. And he's, like, he, they were trying to ask him questions about Judge's swing. And he's like, I just want to watch. He's like, this is amazing. Yeah. And and I like that they get involved yes. as fans of the game that they play. Because the sure. NHL, I always feel their all-star stuff. You can't be fans no. of the game. Like, they're, they're the trained monkeys mm-hmm. versus, you know, people who actually like hockey as well. Because exactly. it never feels like they do. No, it's just it. NHL start like this. The the breakaway challenge last year was excellent, and typical NHL they scrap it mm-hmm. for this center right shooting thing into uh, into mm-hmm. a small square. Like, so what would you do differently? I, I didn't mind the breakaway challenge, but like, how do you make it? Because the the thing with the NHL, and I think this is maybe you're not gonna have a guy in the home run derby mm-hmm. who isn't gonna hit. Like, you're not gonna have like a National League pitcher in the home run derby. Right, no. like Jake Arrieta is not going to get up there and like, you know, hit three bombs in four minutes. That's not going to happen. So you're going to have people who can do the thing. Yeah. But the NHL, because they have to have somebody from every team, mm-hmm. on in the All Star game or whatever. Like you get guys who like maybe aren't that great at certain things because every team has to send a representative. It's true. So like, should they scrap that? I think that should still be in because you're going to get the fan base. Well, we didn't have our players in. Like you only piss off one uh, a certain fan base. Yeah, but like. Did the Oilers of the mid-90s deserve to have players in the All-Star game? Uh, Jason Arnold made it. They was like Did they deserve stuff. to have <laughs> Did anyone there? Did they deserve? There? Uh, <laughs> no, because I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure one year, I think either Brian Benning or Ian Herbers made the All-Star game. I like, you know, the I think about Ian Herbers, yeah. One of them made it. Like, you know, you need someone to go. When the oh. Oilers were garbage in the mid-90s. Like, that is a name of, I haven't heard in a very long like, time. One of those middle defensive who was okay. Once. Did the Oilers from, like, 2010 to 2015 deserve to have anyone in the All-Star game? With their... Like, do you, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. Right? Like Deserve, but, probably not. But if you don't, then you're going to have six players from Toronto. And True. And six players from Pity. Yeah. And... Three from San Jose. Exactly. Like, it's always going to yeah. be the same. And, somehow, and fucking five from Chicago. Yeah. Yes. And they'll make their own team because they're the best ever. Exactly. So yeah. you're really, I think that's right, you're going to alienate yeah. the other you fan really bases, know, yeah. right? And it's all about the TV money. And so the then jerseys. how do you make it so that, that that format works then to have? Because, like, I sent you a gif of Bryce Harper's hair flip the other night. Yeah. yeah. And that catch that he made was spectacular. And then the hair flip that came after was even better. And I was, and he was, he only played, like, half the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they put someone else in right field and whatever. But, like, 
he got out there and did what he does best. Mm-hmm. And the NHL, their all-star thing, doesn't feel like anyone's doing what they do best no. out there. Like, it's it's really is a tough fix. Like, I mean, the three-on-three tournament for is one better. I do like the fact that it is full games of three-on-three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the five-on-five games was boring. Mm-hmm. It got boring after a while. You know, the East is up 18-17. <laughs> it wasn't really that much fun. Yeah. Well, do you need them to play against, like, the Washington Generals? In order for yeah. it to be fun. Maybe. You know what I... You trick know, shots and, like... Yeah. You know what? You want to add some real stakes? Also game. NHL versus KHL. Yeah. Ooh, there you or go. Or, like, rest of NHL against the Stanley Cup winners. You could go back to the original format of what the All-Star yeah. game used to be 50 yeah. years ago. Yeah. yeah. That would be... Because, I mean, it just, there's just something about it. And, and, and watching the home run derby, then, like, the All-Star, the MLB All-Star game was boring as shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, the game let's, has always been boring. Let's not <laughs> pretend. Because baseball in that format doesn't work the same way, right? Because you have, like, different pitchers and cat. Like, I get that. But, like, the home run derby was super fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and watching people react to what was happening was even more fun. And yeah. I was like, why can't the NHL figure this out? For the skills. For the skills part of it. Because the game, whatever, like, it is what it is, yeah. right? Mm. Like, the NHL needs... Mar- I think... I want to go into the NHL offices and see who the HR is of the marketing staff. Can I venture like, a guess? Uh, Can I venture a guess at age and also skin tone and also gender? <laughs> why not? <laughs> I'm going to say a bunch of white guys between the ages of like 45 and 60. 60. Oh, hit it right in the head. That's what I yeah. figure. Is in, and they, there might be a woman or two involved as well, probably. A mm-hmm. singular. Yeah, maybe. And she's asked to get coffee for everyone yeah. every day. Yeah, even though that's not actually her job. Mm-hmm. They just don't know that. No. Here's my idea for the skills comp. Okay. Strip skills. <laughs> yes! Yes! I'm in! If you fail, one item of equipment goes, and they sign it, and then they give it to Jerry you know or something. If, if, <laughs> you know what? If Gong Show ran the league, that probably would be it. Oh, yeah. that would be amazing. <laughs> this is why we should be the bosses. Literally. <laughs> Like you, you, you probably would get George Thornton, you know, for the full. You would get George. Yes. Thornton. Get him his four goals. Yeah. He said he'd do it. He said he'd do it. I'm do you think if he actually did, like lifetime ban, like no. what would happen? Well, with the NHL, the structure that it is now, probably. Yeah. Um, if somebody like unclenched a little bit, maybe not. But also, like I, I get it. It's like indecent exposure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In front of minors. It's a nice drink. It's cold too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that male perspective. <laughs> <laughs> we have sorely lacked on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> back here. Uh, well, then maybe does that make it like less bad? Then I suppose that like anyway. On the way over here, Avery and I were talking as well about uh, sports media, just kind of in general, and, and the NHL a little bit. But we were talking about how um, Katie Nolan would be great, and I think like her brand of whatever would be really good up here. But mm-hmm. no one will let her do her thing here, no. obviously. No. But then I was thinking about how, like, on free agency day, how when Pierre Maguire was talking about how big Jeff O'Neill's dick is, because they were talking about, I don't know if you heard about that, but which media member should be in the ESPN body issue. And I was unfortunate enough to hear this clip, and I was really angry about it, because I was like, A, Pierre, no one cares, and B, do you know what I didn't need to know? That. I didn't need to know that. And also, like, this is on TV. Yeah, but no. No, Pierre, he knows everything. Well, Just don't ask questions. He coached Jeff in Hartford, so. Then <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> that's true. But, like, I was just like, how are the... I, I don't understand how, you know, we can't have, like, personality yeah. in the league 
when like we're more than okay apparently with people talking about the league saying things like that it's just funny True. how the players are held up it's a meritocracy right if you're not good you don't play but mm-hmm. the media is not held up to any standard. <laughs> not even a little bit similar to that right yeah no because if, if the media was like that I can think of a lot of people who'd be out of jobs yeah <clears throat> my favorite columnist god willing <laughs> Dan Paperclip Dan Paperclip coming at you hot with education takes, uh, as well as really bad hockey takes. <laughs> like the most recent was like, oh, now that, now that the Oilers have signed somebody or whatever it was, no one cares about Jordan Eberle anymore. I'm like, oh, they'll care. You just wait. Wait till Ryan Strom gets burned. They will remember because we don't forget anything. No. You know what's hilarious though with some of the hot takes that do come out of Edmonton? You know it's gonna be a fun time in hockey Twitter when you get people from other cities chiming out on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. If I see like Mike. Mike coming in might feel if, or if I see you know Dangle or Woolbotch or someone else not from Edmonton jump in or the Pension Plan Puppets I'm, I'm crying loud or like Andrew Berkshire just like Berkshire. getting in on a dig like yeah you know Berkshire it's funny Berkshire is a super nice guy he's been on my podcast but all the fans just cannot stand Andrew nope not at all and it's funny because Andrew's from Fort Mac Andrew would grow up around this he grew up around did Louisville. he really I didn't yeah. know that from Ford Mac, but he was—he's always been a Habs guy. One of us. One of us. Yeah, but he has always, awesome. always been a Montreal guy, though. But yeah, he's from Fort Mac. Interesting, but yeah, it's really funny when that happens. Like, and how people get all head up about stuff. The one like just yesterday or the day before was like that CBC comedy that mm. like made the joke about how Connor's contract, co- you know, included like the eight million dollar clause, like bonus for having to live in Edmonton, which yeah. I thought was funny. That's super funny. It's really funny because this place is a goddamn shithole in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so like I get it. Whatever. People got really mad, like really angry about it. And, and the Twitter like, feed was at CBC Comedy. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like CBC News Alerts or CBC no. Sports or like CBC Don Cherry. Comedy. It was like the CBC Comedy or fake Don Cherry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, the winters here do suck. I'm, and it's it a little bit tired line, like, you know, like, I do see some American tweet followers go, you know, oh, what's even in Edmonton? I was like, you know, Edmonton is is not just winter. Like, I understand that, you know. Yeah, but we also got those suck. big balls on the white line. Oh, which, yes. Like... That we all paid for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do they serve? Like, uh, what is the purpose of giant to, to be mocked. That's what like, they're there for. That's it's the like one. the blue circle on, in Calgary. Yeah. Like the little. Yeah. Well, we also have a giant baseball bat. Because our city's got a real strong uh, baseball. You have a giant baseball bat? Yeah. 97th Street and 118th Avenue. See, at mm. least that It means... rotates. Oh. Yeah. See, you know, I'll give them that. At least Empton, for decades, was a massive baseball city. Yeah, that sure was. I yeah. Mean, there, was, there, yeah. was there was a baseball, a pretty big baseball presence for when the Trappers were here. Yeah. But yeah, like, I don't know. We just got this weird, like, this weird thing. So here's a question, Avery. If Edmonton wins a cup. Yes. Does that craziness chill? Or does it ramp up? Uh, you know what? You can't please everybody. Like, there will be some clown who will say, oh, I didn't win the cup in four. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like, there's going to be that person. But I think, to an extent, it will, it will die down. Yes. You think it will chill? Yeah. I think it will happen. Carmen David will win a cup in Edmonton. Okay. So, we'll burn Twitter more if... <laughs> if... <laughs> And I'm thinking, such a shit I know it will burn to the more if Chris Russell yes. gets torched on a Stanley Cup winning goal or scores the Stanley Cup winning goal for the Oilers. Because you know what will happen if he gets torched. Well, I'll let you guys think. Think about this. If he gets torched, Matt Henderson is going to buy a lottery ticket. <laughs> 
and then he's probably gonna go straight through. Like, I can't imagine like, what, you, what else he, he would do. He will just ascend. Yeah, <laughs> he will do a Gizmo Williams front flip. Yeah, on the way to buy a lottery off ticket. of a trampoline <laughs> <laughs> to go buy his lottery ticket. Um, Does anyone listen to this? I thought he should. Yeah, I'll text him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll let him know that we talked a lot about him today, so maybe he should listen. But if if Chris Russell scores the Stanley Cup winning goal. Matt Henderson will have to like live in a cave for the rest of his life and never go on the internet. His again. Twitter ads will like his laptop will uh, combust. Yeah. Like actually explode on his table. If that happens. But can you imagine <laughs> can you imagine the Oilers losing the Stanley Cup because Chris Russell like went down to block a shot and missed. Like doing the thing that everybody Ooh. loves about him. Ooh. Like that's blocking like <laughs> I don't know. I think there's just something very one-sided about Oilers fans where every every action is somehow vindication. So I don't know. And like, I'm really one to talk because like I'd be the happiest person alive <laughs> if uh, if Taylor Hall won the Stanley Cup before the Oilers ever did. So like, whatever. Um, but at the same time, I wouldn't like float it too much. <laughs> I wouldn't. I, I didn't even... I only said, like, one thing about the Jordan Evely trade. Even though I could have gone hard on, like, about 50 people. I was like, you know what? I'm good. Well, I think I recall in our group chat on the Oilers rig when that came down, you just sent in the the T-Frog emoji. <laughs> and that was it. I didn't say a word. And I, like, it, was like, it was like, the trade call came, and then that's what I... And that was it. Oh and you didn't see it until, like, hours later. And then you were like, oh, my God, well, I, I was, missed that. I was, la- I was laughing because they just... Cause everybody else is going nuts. And it's just, just, yeah. just the event. We're, like, I really... As soon as it happened, I just... We left, like, maniacally. Yeah. But I just I just didn't engage with Twitter because I just didn't care. Yeah. But are people still mad? Like, well, are there's they still sad? some people mad yeah. about it. And there's people who have, like, broken hearts because they miss ebbs and whatever. And I'm like, mm. If I had done that, that would have made fun of me forever. So well, they still do. Keep. I'm just gonna like. They still do. Just gonna remember this for when when you cry and for real about all this. Wow. Um, but yeah, no, there are people still upset about it. Yeah. And I think maybe rightly so. Because mm-hmm. like, I don't know, Ryan Strom's not Jordan Everly, but also Jordan Everly's not the Jordan Everly people thought he was. No. And I, if maybe that's fair. It is fair. Like, Jesus was a little player about that playoff run. You know what? He had a 50-point season, but the playoffs were, eh, not yeah. great for him. Well, and the other thing, too, is, like, I feel like he's gotten a lot of mileage off his, like, toe drag in, in his first game, right? Like, he's gotten a lot of mileage off that. Mm-hmm. And people are like, yeah, look what he can do. Of course he can. But yeah. he hasn't been. How so. often does yeah. he? Yeah. That's fair. But, yeah, no, I was talking to somebody the other day. I don't remember who it was. And the comment they made is that other fans are bipolar. Oh, okay. And that when, like, mm. things are going well... Like, we kinda, romantic and depressive. We kind of can't believe that they're going well. Yeah. I mean, we're kind of enjoying it, but we're also, like, waiting for the shoe to drop. And then when things are going badly, like, we kind of revel in it. Because we're expecting it to go badly. Um, and I don't think that's necessarily inaccurate. No, it's not at all. And much more so than any other fan base in the league. Much more so. Because you don't, like... You see Toronto, yeah, they, Toronto can be nuts. Like, right now, the Leafs' Twitter is going ballistic, but... You don't see the highs be that high and lows be that low in Toronto or any of the Canadian market compared to Edmonton. No, that's true. And you don't have... I don't know. We're strange. Strange bunch here in we this town. Bunch. I'll admit, though, it is fun. Like, I'll, there have been days I've just sat by the laptop just reading the tweets because I know everyone's Twitter is just blowing up. 
It's true. What was the perception like? Because you were in Toronto for most of the cup run. Mm-hmm. Or not a cup run. Playoff run. Playoff run. Yeah. Um, what was the perception of it over there? Of Edmonton making it? Mm-hmm. Finally, you made the playoffs again. Congrats, you. And a lot of people out there thought Edmonton would be a, would win a playoff round. Because okay. everybody there felt that Edmonton was a much better team than San Jose. And a lot of people there actually were upset that Anaheim won in seven games. A lot of people won Edmonton National in the Western Final. Okay. Interesting. People thought that was going to be the most entertaining series. Did people, did people think that it was like a conspiracy against the Oilers that, you know, like a, a, an officiating conspiracy or whatever? Or was, oh. that, was that just an Edmonton thing? That was, was there. That? They thought Edmonton got jobbed too with that, that game in Game 6 with the Kessler goal or the Kessler point with that. They all thought that was... That they all think that officiating is garbage in the league. But not. A, but it's not a conspiracy. No, not a conspiracy. They just think Shouldn't officials talk. are horrible. Yeah. yeah. And they just think that the NHL needs to purge all officiating because right now that's embarrassing. Because to them, that was the fight, like... Like to guys like Dangle and like Jeff Merrick and them, they like, what more do you need to see that something is wrong in this league when you can literally pull a goalie's pad away and yeah. the goal still counts? That was the game that they came back and tied it up, right? Yeah. And then went overtime. So I will say this, and I didn't watch most of that. I was here and then I left because okay. the others were up. Mm-hmm. And then I left and I went out and took some pictures of the stars that night and I remember that. And then I was listening on the radio. And people were just losing. And it was listen- I listened to Chad on the way back into town. And I was like, why are you doing this to yourself? Because people were just so angry. But then I thought about it. And I was like, okay, fair. People are mad. Again. Yeah. I'll have to wait and see when I get home. But the Oilers did allow the Ducks to score three goals in three minutes. Yes, they did. So it's not like all of a sudden the refs were like engineering oh, a no. comeback. You know, the Oilers like lost it they for three minutes. And then, you know, whatever. Yeah, and I, was, I, was, I wasn't able to be near TV for most of that game. But I had a friend tell me, hey, it's through the Edmonton. What period? Third. And they said to me, three minutes left. Like, yes. Yeah. And I, I went to the washroom and came back and he said, game's tied. We mean game tied. <laughs> zero, zero? Like, what happened? He's like, no, 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 no. They took away the three. No, my friend goes, no, Anna scored three, three minutes. Like, what in the hell? Like, yeah. But it's funny, too, because we, we got to the point this season where, like, we weren't expecting the others to collapse late in the third anymore. Whereas, like, yeah. a year ago, we didn't know, of course they're going to lose. Like, how are they? Who's going to score the fourth goal? Like, it was yes. just, it was never going to oh, be well, a question. Even more than a year ago, this oldest team from 06 to, yeah, until the rebuild ended, we saw, I saw this team multiple times give the give up a tying goal with like 10 seconds left. Oh, yeah, it was mm-hmm. brutal. I, I remember, I think it was Danny Heatley's, I want to say one of his first games back at Edmonton. Edmonton was up, and he scored at the buzzer, sending games to overtime. Yeah. Like, of course. Of course. Yeah, of course. Because of course he did. Because why wouldn't he? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And then that's just sort of thing. So we're at the point now where like, hey, they maybe won't lose a game. So, but like, I mean, I get that people are upset, but they still did let Anaheim come, come back, back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so like, that's to me why we like whatever. And we talk about this on our in our blog chat all the time. Like, we're not mm-hmm. maybe sure they're done with their off season moves because I'm not 100 percent convinced that they're going to be okay. As of right now, it's not a better team than last year. I don't think it is either. And I think it's gotten significantly weaker on the right wing. Yeah. Jordan, I whatever. I just think, you know, and so we'll have to wait and see it, like, trust in the process, I guess. But, like, so this will be our last hockey thing. Okay. Because, yeah, I can tell so you're. Psyched. Yeah, I can tell you're, like, so I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> if, if, so, yes. so Connor McDavid is going into the last year of his entry level contract next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, like, kind of a two part question. I mentioned this in the chat, and I don't know what Ooh, I've got a good question for you this. after this. Okay. okay. So. Is this dry saddle contract negotiation hold up? Is this related to the fact that next season, whatever they end up paying him, he's going to be the highest paid player on the team for next year? Is there a part of Peter Shirley that doesn't want that to happen? Possibly, yes. I do think there is somewhat. There shouldn't be. That, that apprehension should not be there. No. 
Because, I mean, Connor would be getting paid more money yeah. now if he could, but he's on the entry-level deal, so he can't. Right. Um, and then, of course, you got Lucic and Nugent Hopkins at six. Yes, you do. And then you'd have dress at like, seven, seven and a half, whatever. And so I, I wonder if there's that hesitation that he's like, I don't want to make him the highest-paid player, even for a season. Yeah, I think they're, I think it's there. I really do think it is there with Shirley. Ray Shiro, if you're listening, you know what to do. <laughs> no, he, Chaos. You're listening to this podcast. This specific podcast. We talk about like some of your players a lot. From so, Northwest I, no, I, I don't know. I don't know why, but his son is a, love my podcast. His son loves Avery Sports Show. His son plays at Boston College. Shiro's son? Yes. Avery, get on. Oh my God, Avery! You are in in so many like, ways it's, now. It's funny. Like yeah, like three years ago, he followed me. He goes yeah, I love you. I love Avery Sports. What do you do? Like oh okay. So like, that's random. Pretty sure his son likes my stuff. Oh so gosh. possibly today then when <laughs> you, you or on Sunday when we when we when we yeah. published it, she could like tweet out the link and at him and just yeah. like get him to listen because <laughs> he's our new favorite person. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty pretty much. Um, I don't remember my other question was now. It doesn't matter. I guess. Okay. Oh no, it was about Peter Trelli. If yes. Peter Trelli, so Connor's going to the last level last year of his ELC, and we've got this dry settled business going on. Whatever. If the Oilers don't win a Stanley Cup before mm-hmm. the CBA yeah. is up. Will Peter Trelly still be the GM after the CBA? After the, the negotiation? After the lockout? If or they will he don't be like win a cup. If they're consistently there, like the second round of conference finals, he still has the job. So if they're the Washington Capitals of the West? I think, yes, he still has the job. Even with Connor McDavid? Even with Connor McDavid, yes. Okay. Because it's going to say, hey, hey we're, we're back in the playoffs now. We're no longer a 62-point team or 70-point mm-hmm. team. We're back in the, among the elite of the NHL. What happens if next year they regress down to, like, a 90-point team or 92-point team instead of 103? If they make it, uh, I mean, there might be some question mark. If they make it, though, I think that he's still he's still safe. But there might be some eyebrows raised. Okay. Because I'm, I'm, I'm just curious to know, like, because people talk about Charlie because he's won a cup and, like, yes, that's, like, yeah, his big yeah. pedigree. But, like, people kind of forget that he inherited a pretty good he team yeah. with Chara and yeah. also Tim Thomas playing, like, it's he true. was 20. And so, like... But eventually, though, they will. I do think they will be eventually points. Like, okay, they will reach a point of, you know, we're a playoff team, but, yeah, we got to win a cup. That point will reach. It happened to George McPhee. It happened to mm-hmm. George McPhee's mm-hmm. time where, you know what, they were like, yeah, you know, we're a playoff team friendly, but we have no cup to show for it. Later, George. Mm-hmm. Like it's not it's not unlimited time for Shirley to okay. win a cup. Okay. Does he have a, a set contract time? Like, do they hire yeah. GMs for certain? Usually, yeah. Players? Yeah, so usually. Players? Okay. But usually, you don't find out if they get extended or no, whatever. No, not for GMs. Very, very rarely. That's behind. Yeah. Okay. Close doors. Yeah. Okay, so my hypothetical for you guys is: Uh-oh. What would it take for Connor to get run out of town? What does he do? Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. To have him come down from the holiest of holies. Well, I mean, Drysaddle's like halfway out of town already because people think he wants too much money. Yeah. Um, but that's set for Connor. That's Con- set for Connor, right? so we can't do that anymore. Um, I mm. f- ooh, that's, really, that's a very good question. Because I sort of feel he's going to have to do one of like two things. He's going to have to like turn into Patrick Kane and be like an actual douchebag yeah. and do like terrible things to people outside of hockey yeah um or he's gonna have to be one of those guys who like doesn't make Edmonton home mm. do you know what I mean like you've got guys who have come and like they've raised their families here and then they've left when they've moved on but he's gonna he's gonna be one of those guys who like the second the season's over he's out and he doesn't come back until camp yeah um, because that, for whatever reason, like, we still think that guys like Grant Fear, who are around, like, we, we, we ha- hold this in really high esteem. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to have to be something like that, where people feel that he's not 
An Edmonton. He's not an Edmonton Oiler. He's just he's a hockey player, and I think yeah. that that's gonna be that's gonna be it. And then I mean, obviously, if they don't ever win a Stanley Cup, or you know, the next four years mm-hmm. go by and they don't they don't get past the second round, I guarantee you some of those articles are like already written. Oh, they're in drafts for like 2019. Yeah. Oh, well, for <laughs> sure. Like our media sucks. So hopefully they'll all be gone by then. But anyway. What do you think, Avery? I think, you know what, like, if Conor McDavid comes out and wins the heart and, you know, is the first player in how many years to have a 140-point season, it'll have to be, unfortunately, it'll be something off-ice that, you know, knock on wood doesn't happen to get him driven out of town. I think even if he is the guy who you know, goes back to Toronto, obviously, I think that won't be enough to get him out of town. It'll be something heinous that would happen. It won't even be like if he scores, like, 20 points a year. Year four. Well, that would. That if, if he, if he, he drops reg- off a cliff. If he regra- if he, yeah, if he falls off a cliff. Yeah, like, that'll get him run out of town. And what I think is really interesting about people and their projections about, like, really good players, like, um, if you look at, like, Tom Brady, for example, in the NFL, he was drafted in, what, like, the seventh round yeah. of the NFL draft? Mm-hmm. And he is arguably the uh, top three quarterbacks ever played the game. I don't know. I, I, can't, I can't say he's the best because systems and whatever. But, like, he's up there. And there's yes. no question. Um, and so you look at Conor McDavid and you look at how good he is. Mm-hmm. There's no guarantee that that good is going to last forever. There's no guarantee he doesn't get hurt. And, sure. like, you know, I mean, and not just, like, another collarbone or something. But there's no guarantee he doesn't do something, like, to his, like, to his hips or, you know, like, yeah. hernia or yeah. whatever. And then he loses a step. And then he loses a step, tears an ACL. Like, who knows? So we're living on this idea, and everyone's like, oh, we've gone over nine more years. This is so great. And I'm like, yeah, but what if? Mm-hmm. Then holy, then what do we do? Then we're super screwed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like like John Oliver said last night on Stephen Colbert, we are turbo-fucked. <laughs> <laughs> turbo And so, I mean, I think you're right. I think it would have to be something, like, absolutely heinous that he would do. Yeah. But if he, like, loses a step. You know, in, mm-hmm. and can't carry the team. Yeah. As we've yeah. seen, we've had other fairly high, highly skilled players yeah. come through here the last little while who can't do it by themselves. No. And the way the lineup is right now, he's going to have to kind of do it by but himself. But even in playoffs, he didn't carry the team. No, no. Yeah, he did. I did. Yeah. And Mark Letestu as well. Yeah. Shocking. Which we love because <laughs> it's that, like, small town Alberta, yes. you know, whatever. Yeah. And who scored the overtime winner, David DRNA? Mm hmm. Gone so now. Yeah. But, like, yeah, if we can have a whole team of, like, Mark Letestis, I think a large portion of Oilers fans would be so happy. Isn't that what we call the U of A Bears? <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, I think a lot of them would be really happy because they'd have that, you know, and they'd be, like, good, hardworking guys. Like, if you had a lineup of all Matt Hendricks, there would be some people who would be so happy because he works hard. I mean, you may not be a playoff team, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, they weren't for most of his time here. No. Um, anyway. Yeah. That's a really good question. I've got one in me. Connor, please it. don't be like Patrick Kane. Oh, God, no. Or Evander He's Kane. too pure. He's too pure. He is. No, he, he will be kept in line yeah. for the next 25 years of his life. Like, yeah. You know. Oh, post-retirement, true. just goes through a midlife crisis. That would be amazing. Goes through midlife Pulls a Marty Broder. Yeah. Pulls a Marty Broder. <laughs> he come, uh, he signed. his sister-in-law. Wow! <laughs> his brother's wife, because yeah. they look like the same. Oh my that god, that would be amazing. Oh my god! Oh, Uncle Daddy! <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Daddy! <laughs> oh my Have you god. never heard that before? No. <laughs> so it is. It's terrible. Yeah, and it's really gross. Oh god! And on that note, let's. Kill
carry on. Let's, let's go away from this for a while. Um, should we go to questions? We should. Now? We have a bunch. Uh, the first question. Um, let's just start with this and get this right out of the way. Um, from our good friend Gene Shorts, uh, he wants to know <laughs> why is Avery bullying me? I need some context. I would like some context to this. Yeah, what's happening? Oh, because I just I went into his DMs. And told him I heard his potty mouth uh, when he was on this podcast. <laughs> so I told him it's inappropriate. <laughs> yes, so I heard his cursing. You know, uh, well, Gene Shorts. I think you need to understand the definition of bullying. <laughs> 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 literally just stating a fact. You did because that's constructive criticism. <laughs> um, that is, yeah. Um, okay, so here's a hockey question. So I'll just get this one out of the way first. How about that? Mm-hmm. And then we'll we'll go. Um, a hockey question from um, Codex Rex. He says. Um, I was talking with Whitney Oil last night, and he suggested the idea of sliding Maroon down to the third line for depth and zone entries. Thoughts? The third line? Who would come into the place then? That would be my question. Who'd get I don't out know. Of like that? You need that production of Maroon on the first line, I think. I'd, I don't think you want to mess with that. Um, maybe if the team had like an actual first line left winger and an actual yeah, like, first line right winger, um, we wouldn't have to have these conversations. No, like... <laughs> Although credit Patrick Maroon, I said on a, I was on a Toronto podcast and I said when Oilers traded for Maroon, that was the best deadline deal they've had in the past mm-hmm. ten years. And look what happened with the Oilers. I yeah. said that was the best deal since Rolison yeah. in 06. Yeah, sure. But I mean, there's no guarantee that that's going to last either, right? Like, no. That's the other thing too. Like his production might fall off a cliff too. Who it knows? might. No, no it might. But right now, yeah. Maroon's keeping killing it. He's in grand that line. And why not? You know, keep that system. Yeah. No, I will not tinker that first line right now. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, do we want to address this Aaron Kelly question that made you angry? Or do you if want? we must. Okay, so, well, I, it's a fair question. So, okay, so his, our, our friend Aaron Kelly, who's not real, um, sent, robot. sent another question yesterday. Yeah. Just, because Garbage Park House mentioned uh, HP, Harry Potter's 20th anniversary, yeah, it took me a second to remember what we were talking about. What is the worst book and film in the series? And I'll and let I you think. Her response very was... insulted <laughs> by this. Her response was, did you just ask me to find a worst part of the thing I love most in this sweet, sweet, terrible world? <laughs> and then Aaron's response, and I think it's a fair one, it, is... He just didn't phrase it Only least well. by comparison. Kind of yes. like how I ranked the Fast and Furious movies was at the bottom of the Harry Potter. So he's asking me my preference top to bottom. Yes. What's your ranking book and movie? Okay. Oh, well, those are separate things. They're very separate. And there's 17, or a thousand of each of them, 15. so this would take so, a while. Um, okay. I'm going to say, while you're thinking, that my favorite movie is the fifth one. You've seen them? I have. Do you know why I went this to This is see- blowing my Do you want to know why I went to see the now? fifth Harry Potter movie? Because it was about 35 degrees outside, and my friend Reeve, and my friend Reeve was like, you want to go see Harry Potter? And I was like, yep, because <laughs> it was so hot. Okay, so, so I saw the fifth one, and I enjoyed the sixth one an awful lot because it was mm-hmm. all that like weird like teenage angst garbage, yeah. and I was like, "That's like my job." And then I liked seven and eight, which and is then, funny because the fifth book actually is the most teenage angst. Like, and then I, is when they were younger, because I watched them all out of order because I didn't care. And then when they were younger, I just didn't really care too much. The second one, I think, was probably my least favorite. Yeah, I put the second one at the bottom. So if we're talking top to bottom, number one for me would be number film number three. So, so we're talking films. Yes. Azkaban at the top, then the first one, then the fifth one, then six, seven, A and B, and then four and two. Okay. But it's different for books. Okay. Are you a Harry Potter fan? I'm not, no. Okay. Because <laughs> you're looking at me like, I don't think I agree with <laughs> Books, it's different. Okay. Um, I, I totally understand that. Because, like, for Lord of the Rings, even though there's only three and three, like, I have different book and movies. I yeah. get it. Yeah. Absolutely. 
So uh, for books, number six is my favorite book. Okay. And then seven, then five, then four, then three, then two, then one. Like it's, oh, it's one absolutely is so bad. Flat. The first book is so bad and the second book is so bad. And it then... just takes so much to because it's written for him as he's 11 right and there's so yeah. much it has to lead to before he's an adult to handle it so that's why i just reversed the whole thing yeah. reverse the whole series yeah. the end ones are the best well and she obviously i mean i've only read the first two books and like half of the third but i would assume that she got to be a better writer as the series went on four as well. is four is quite astonishing because um one and two are just god awful and three i and was just like certain, i don't know i can't even care about and this and there's and a just... certain level of detail right because as a reader you have to age with harry yeah to understand what he goes through and for me that was perfect like i picked up the first book when i was 12 right yeah. so it was exactly where i need to be whereas the books were aimed for yeah and then after that as it got darker like i was more mature yeah. and able to read it and get all the things and they get more detailed and more complex etc so my books i just yeah, and that's fair. And I, because it's funny, because I don't like them very much, and people know that, and they're like, "Well, you just don't like children's literature." I'm like, "Oh no, let me tell you, I will read children's literature, and I will cry at children's mm-hmm. literature. They're just bad books. Those first three, books. yeah, they are. Number three is not a bad book. I couldn't get through it. I had to stop. And I, I've. Did you even get to the time travel part? No, because I was like, this "Okay, is well then, that's because it was terrible. No, yeah, no, guaranteed, no, awful." Um, I was also, I think when I first tried to read them, I think I was like 22 because all my friends were reading them. And so I was like, okay, fine, I'll give this try. And I was like, no, can't do it. And then I tried again when I was teaching junior high because my kids were still in that like, Mm because I think when I was teaching junior high, that was when the The first movies were coming out. No. No, because that was 2001. That that was when the, um, the last movies were coming out the year that I was teaching junior high. Mm. And so all my kids were like very much into Harry Potter. Mm. And they'd convince me on the Hunger Games, and then they did not convince me on the Harry Potter. I was like, I'll try them again, guys, but I'm not, it's not looking up. It yeah, it's just, they're very different books. Didn't go well. They're very different series. Um, here's another question about hot dogs. About hot dogs? About hot dogs. How many hot dogs and buns, and in brackets, he's like vegan or vegetarian if need be, could you eat in one sitting? And he thinks he could eat 12. And I think that's impressive because robots don't eat. <laughs> 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 oh. I thought about this a long time, and I think, like, pr- maybe, like, four, because the bun gets in the way. I think, like, two. Like, at the at the most. I like, there's so much better things to eat than a hot dog. That's there are, true. But then you think about, like, the, what's his face that does, the Joey Chestnut that eats, like, the yeah, 71. Oh. And that's gross. Like, that's not even eating them. Like, you just soak the bun in water. So, like, it's so gross. Like, why? Like, why? Like, why? Wet, like, why? like Wet bread is disgusting enough. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to eat a hot dog soaked in water? Like, oh, oh, gosh. Hot dogs are food of convenience and should only be consumed as such. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's like desperation. Like when you're at Ikea and you're very hungry and you have a dollar <laughs> in your pocket and you're you like, get the hot, hot dog for dog. Yeah. How many could you eat every Um, In one sitting, just two. Yeah. I'll, I'll think about to myself, why am I eating this? This is mm-hmm. terrible. And then I'll stop. That's not the, that, <laughs> no, that's not the question, though. The, that's not the question that he's asking. The question is, how many hot dogs could you eat if you were, like, if that's you were sitting down, like, to a session of hot dog eating? How many hot dogs oh, could you eat? probably just two. Yeah, two as well. Just two. Because it's not a mental thing. It's just, like, what could you do? Because, uh, yeah, that, that's after that, like, after a point in time, there's the button is too much. Um, what else do we have here? We have a question from Tom. Oh, no, we have a question from Kevin. I'll do with that one first. From Sports Junkie. He wants to know if Avery really thinks that Seinfeld is overrated. Yes, I do. Up top, Avery. Why like, do you think it's overrated? Like, Jerry Seinfeld himself is a very funny man. Mm-hmm. The series 
was terrible, I felt. Because no. it was about nothing. Like, it, it didn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember growing up, but like, uh, yes, I am young, but I do recall being 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 only child with parents who do work. Like, in, in my life, you get dropped off to be at your grandparents' house mm-hmm. often. And in the summertime, the TV would be on. So, maybe we, we, um, comedy reruns. And then we Seinfeld on. I can remember, I watched, like, Seinfeld from top to bottom. It wasn't funny. It had no real plot. It had no real... Every other sitcom had some sort of plot or something that you could grasp. Seinfeld was, was nothing. And I didn't it, get it. It does nothing that makes you care about the characters. No. They're all awful. They're terrible. They're just the worst. Like, it, like, and people laugh when Kramer opens a fucking door. Like, right better so than that. What's funny about that? That's what... Ugh, it's it's like funny, like, the first it's time so he does... It's funny the first time he does it, because you're not expecting it, but then every time he enters a room, you're just like... Mm, like, other shows, like, you know, like, like Friends at least tried to make you laugh. And laugh okay, so the context for this question, then, there was a discussion yesterday on Twitter about uh, your top five sitcoms, or yeah. the day before, or whatever, and okay. you agreed that Seinfeld was bad, and that's where this question comes from. Yeah. So, in that vein, top five sitcoms, or the comedies, maybe not sitcoms, because one of mine is definitely not a sitcom. It's just funny. Ooh, of all time. Comedies. I see, because the one mine that isn't a sitcom is Archer. Yeah, that's not a sitcom. But it's really funny. Top five comedies. Okay. That's oh, hard. I would say The Office. American Office. Because The British Office is funny, but it's not, that, not as funny. Um, and Archer. I don't remember the other ones I said. I probably did say Seinfeld, because I do actually I like think it. you said The Simpsons. Seasons 1 Se- Yes, 1 through 13 of The Simpsons, because then it just gets garbage. And I could be probably persuaded to take, like, two or three of those seasons off and go down to, like, ten. But yes, The Simpsons, the first half of The Simpsons is just fine, and then it just got terrible. Um... Yeah, I don't know what else to say. I have to look at that. Anyway. I'd say Parks and Rec, Simpsons, Will and Grace, Friends, and The Office, I think I would choose as well. I'd say, Tom, say, number one, The Simpsons. Number two, if you count it, In Living Color. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah, 100%. Absolutely. I'd say, I'm not trying to think, Three Family Guy. Let's say four would be. Hmm, I'm trying to think. What's our yeah, four, four would be. Ooh, that's a that's a tough one. All time. Uh, another old school one. Home Improvement. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I watched some Home Improvement not all that long ago. Just and I was like, this is not funny at all. Like it's uh, so funny how that changes. In the moment, hey, like. like or you're the right age for a certain thing, and yeah. so it, yeah. it kind of resonates, or, or whatever. I think it's comedy is very different from what we would consider, like, you know, modern comedy. So maybe it just doesn't hold up as much. But I watched it as a yeah. kid and really liked it. I'm trying to think of five. It wasn't sure I liked it first, but it grew me. Big Bang Theory. I wasn't a fan of it at first. Now you're all in. I I like Big Bang Theory. Like it's comforting to know that pretty much any time of day I can it's turn on, on the TV, it, it, the Big Bang Theory is yeah. on. And but like there's things about it that I just can't get behind sometimes, because mm-hmm. um, it's it's hard to watch. And like they're mean to Sheldon, even though like he's definitely on the spectrum somewhere. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah he's clear. And and they make fun of him so much. Because they they don't understand his like his thing and that, that bothers me. Mm-hmm. And some of the jokes, if you took away the laugh track, not funny at all. No, and I really don't like shows that have super obvious laugh tracks like that. It's I don't think shows need them. 
It's old school. It's really yeah. old school for sitcoms. Like if your jokes work, why do they you work. need? Well, it's like it's like watching Friends now. Like some mm-hmm. of the things that were funny when Friends was on first, they're not funny anymore. Mm-hmm. And the laugh track kind of makes it awkward. Oh shit! I forgot about Arrested Development. But one, one through three or the Netflix season? Because I thought the Netflix one season was very good. Yeah, I'd swap out Friends and put in Arrested Development instead. Okay, that's fair. I still haven't seen Veep. I really want to see Veep, but I don't have HBO. I've heard really good things about it. I just haven't watched it either because I used to have HBO, but I don't watch it anymore. Because um, I never watched it. But yeah, I don't know. I think that those things are like it's the same thing with like comedy movies or whatever. Like one of my favorite film comedies is Blazing Saddles. Because um, there's that's this there's this well <laughs> there's this scene in it that's just I can't get it out of my head. Um, it's just, like, this great visual gag. And it's mm. so, so, so funny. And it's so clever. But, like, the rest of the movie is very, very not. Right? And But at the same time, if you look at when it was made and, you know, like, you have to kind of at least... Still to make a right big No, but you have to at least, like, understand that you couldn't make that movie now. No. Right? With those... Like, you couldn't do it now. But for the time that it was made and like them like driving off in the sunset in the Cadillac it's hilarious like there's things about it that are so funny and then there's things about it that are awful mm-hmm. um which we don't need to get into that I guess we talked about that a lot when we talked about our book um <laughs> question from uh Tom how long will it take for the media to write shady articles about Dry when he's inevitably traded and then in brackets he says that Staples probably has his written already similar to our Connor <laughs> yeah how long? But, like, if, if Dry gets traded... You've already written a shit post about Dry. No, I didn't. Didn't you? It wasn't really a shit post. I didn't say anything in there that wasn't actually a plausible solution. I was just... I just may or may not have, like, poked some fun at a trade at the end of it. That's all. Oh, okay. But no, I just... All I talked about was how if somebody offers you to dress settle, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. And here's all the reasons why. Okay. Gotcha. Not because I don't like him. But, like, financial reasons. That's all. But, like, if he gets traded... Yeah. How long will it take? Like, we're talking, like, minutes, hours, a day? I would say a few days. It, it, it would it would be a little time of grace, and then you would, they would see that come in. A few days, I would say. Yeah. How mad would he be if he got traded? Dry? Yeah. I don't know. I think Dry is pretty... It's pretty private. Yeah. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know much about him. Yeah, no, he is, he is a pretty quiet person. Like, mm-hmm. of all the young guys, he's pretty kept to himself. Yeah, more than a lot of them. Which was why that video was so surprising. Because, like, what? Leon Dreisaitl knows what a bar is? It was just too much. Although, too many things. <laughs> although, if you want to make a splash and you want a flashy name, you want a name brand, if I was George McPhee, I'd offer she a dry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since GMs don't do that because you don't want to, you know, hurt feelings, you don't want to, you know, yeah, even though it's totally legal within the rules, it wouldn't happen because who could use Dreisaitl? Vegas! There's oh, yeah. Lost. Yeah. Do you know who else could use Dreisaitl? The Devils. <laughs> <laughs> Never gonna let it go until it happens. Um, uh. Another question from Codex Rest. He wants to know, if he sneezes with his eyes open, will he see Narnia? That's a wonderful question. Uh, I think your eyeballs pop out if you sneeze with your eyes Probably, open. Probably, yeah. Miss Buster's Maybe not. It. It's hard to do, though. I yeah, just because it's, it's a reflex to close your eyes when you sneeze. It's not encouraged to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's not If you're seeing Nardia, you just need to, you know, pull back on your mescaline or whatever you're taking. <laughs> yeah. Or share. But either or. or. Either or. Or either or, Spread yeah. the love. Um, and I don't... We have one more, I think. Another one from Tom. And Tom's question was, how great is Aaron Judge? 
I feel like we know how I feel about Aaron Judge. (laughs) So we don't need to talk about that. But you, what do you think about Aaron Judge? No, the kid's great for baseball. And, you know, 6'7", what, 245, and he hits the ball a mile. The kid can play with his gloves spectacular. I'm not a Yankees fan, but for the game as a whole, he's incredible. He's great. He really, and you know, I was, I was saying something about him today, and then someone was like, ah, pee in a cup, and I was like, shut up, he's not on steroids. And I feel like... But also, like, what is, in baseball, what does it matter anymore? But I, but I feel like someone like him, just the, the image that he projects, yeah. right, it would be, I feel, I feel like for him, that would be, like, kind of running, um, anathema to his personality, but also, I, I think that, like, he's got all the scrutiny and all of this whatever, that yeah. if it came out that that, like, that would be just tragic, mm-hmm. and like, that would kill baseball, probably. Because it's been, like, fun yes. to watch. And it's been fun to watch people be excited about him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, fans of other teams, right? And, like, I read a thing the other day about how he's, like, essentially the savior of the MLB. Um, like, no pressure or anything, kid. I know. But on the other hand, he's 25 and he's just a rookie at 25. It's not like Connor McDavid being the savior of the Edmonton Oilers and at 18. That's one thing with baseball is that, you know, they're okay with you taking a few years to spend in, you know, the minors. Hockey, it's, come save our team at 18, dang it. Come save us. You're still a high school student, but save our franchise. Which is why the, the Red Wings for so long were so successful, because they, they worked really hard at drafting and developing guys, right? And they'd have guys who wouldn't play with the Red Wings until they were 20 or 21, yeah. right? And, and they would bring these guys up from out of Europe, especially, because mm-hmm. you can do that. And they would have these guys not come in until they were 20 or 21. And then you have this, like, this farm. So when, like, Dylan Larkin made the team as a 19-year-old, he was the first teenager to make the Red Wings lineup out of camp since Steve Eiserman. Whoa. In 1983. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a long time, right? So they, and that was one of the reasons they were so good for so long. Yeah. Is that, did they, yeah, hockey's weird. It's like, oh, you're 18? Oh, you couldn't handle the pressure? Here, sorry. Like, you like... <laughs> so unreasonable. It is. Like, I remember when I was doing 18, I was doing my podcast, but still, as an 18-year-old, I would not have been able to handle the pressure of being a pro athlete and having the entire franchise on my shoulders. I know I wouldn't not be able to handle that. Mm-mm. Like, people... People don't want to admit that that's a teenager. That's a kid mm-hmm. you're putting all this weight on. People can't get past that. Well, and we forget, too, that they're people. Yes. Like, they're not just athletes, right? Like, they, oh. they are people with, like, interests outside of a sport or whatever. Yeah. And we forget all of those things all of the time. Well, it's like I was saying uh, how media members, younger media members, should approach an athlete as a person first and with there's a bike in their face to get to yeah. know them. Exactly. And how they have families and drama and all that stuff happening in their own lives, too. Like, yeah. Yeah. Not just like everyone else. Not all the time their career is the first thing in their mind. No. No. But we feel like it should be because we have this, like, public investment yeah. or public ownership. Exactly. Of. Like I mentioned, William Mark Pissick. We don't talk about the Panthers every time we meet up. Like, I've known Mark for since I was 17 years old. I went to school with his girl with his now wife. Like, we don't always talk about the Panthers in Florida. We don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's fair. Um, I have a question for you. If you had to choose between covering or watching or whatever, yeah. hockey or football or baseball for the rest of your life, you couldn't watch it on any of the other two sports, what would you pick? That, that's a tough question. That is hard. <laughs> I would say it would be hockey. I would pick yeah. hockey in that. Like, I've been around it so much. It's a sport I cover the most over the years. I'm so used to it. Okay. But it's like, why would someone, like, it's tough because I've done everything from, I've done all the major four sports. I've done CFR. I've done soccer, track mm-hmm. and field. Like, it would be tough to pick. Yeah. It would be hockey, I'd say. Because, like, I always think about that. Because I think I'm more of a hockey fan than I am an Oilers fan. 
now because yeah. I'll watch hockey, whatever. Yeah. But I would like if I had to give up the Green Bay Packers, I'd be real upset. Like that would be that would be harder than giving up the others. I think. Yeah, like I I still have to go to I still have to go to Green Bay for a year. I've never been to Wisconsin. Do it! Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> so 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 good. That's absolutely. Um, okay, so that that brings me. Here's my last question for you. Mm-hmm. Then, what's on your sports bucket list other than going to Green Bay for a game? Sports bucket list. I would say going to Augusta for the Masters. Okay. Going to a uh, men's World Cup game. I've been to women's World Cup. I've okay. been there. I would say uh, Indy Five Hundred. That's number one. I would say going to an Olympic event. Could be any event in the Olympics. Could be. Basketball could be a track, could be archery. Just be, I went to the Olympics. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I would say another one. I would say other bucket list events. I would say Super Bowl. Super Bowl is up there. Okay. I would say it's an interesting one. The, the Cricket World Cup. Because mm-hmm. the Cricket World Cup in India and in Pakistan, yeah. that's all they watch. Like, they, I think um, the last World Cup, India and Pakistan, the final game, had one billion viewers. That's on one billion. That's crazy. <laughs> Like, the entire countries of Pakistan and India watched. That's all they watched. That's nuts. That's an insane number. Oh, my God. Like, only the World Cup comes close to that. Yeah. No other sport in the world gets one billion viewers. Yeah. Isn't the Super Bowl, though? Like, no, the Super Bowl, as a single as a single hit event, gets, like... Actually, oh, it's, like, the, the it biggest... Might. It's, like, the biggest TV event in the world every year. Well, okay, I think the Super Bowl is... Um, but it's also... I think there's a, it's a very also Western a, bias. But it's also that. a spectacle. It is. Yeah. But I was in Dublin, and there was a bar that was open all night for us to go watch the Super Bowl. Yeah. I got home at 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> Although, uh, you, you, you'll get that for Mayweather and um, Conor McGregor. That will be... Do you know what? I just want them to keep doing a press tour and <laughs> just don't fight... Just keep doing a press tour. Like yesterday when 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 McGregor got the crowd to chant like "Pay your taxes" at Floyd. Like, are you kidding me? Dude is unreal. I just love how Toronto is fully against Floyd. Well, yeah, because he's awful. Like I like there were people like people say, "Oh, how could you not cheer for Floyd? How could I cheer for Floyd?" Like the man goes on Twitter, says, "Oh, I'm, I'm humble. I'm humble." No, you're not humble. You flash your money around. You're a domestic abuser. I hope McGregor, my, 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 Floyd might win, but I hope Connor knocks his head off. <laughs> I, I'm serious. I hope Connor knocks him out. <laughs> I do, because what has McGregor done besides be cocky? Nothing. Yeah. No criminal record, yeah. no offenses. He's just cocky. Yeah. That's it. And he's good at what he does, and he can be a little bit cocky, right? Like, but he has good comebacks. Yeah. Like, Floyd said, I make money. And Carson, you owe money. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. That was so amazing. Oh, man. Yeah, that's. I saw someone yesterday on Twitter was like, "Will this fight ever end?" And my response was like, "No, the sun will swallow the earth, and they'll still be on the press tour." <laughs> like, <laughs> I saw tickets for that. Cheapest ticket said seven hundred dollars. Cheapest ticket seven hundred. Wow, that's crazy. Then, yeah. that's insane. Um, okay, yeah. I think that's all we have. We don't have any more questions. No, we're done from Amanda this week. She's had like kind of a busy week though. So <laughs> very busy. She has. Um, so we want to remind everyone about our um, book club for To Kill a Mockingbird and Burton Bar. <laughs> we talked a lot about it. Avery, you might just have to take my place on this thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to Kill a Mockingbird starts uh, the last week of July, so we have three weeks of that. So if you're wanting to uh, read it, we would really love it if you did. So you could uh, do that with us. Um, yes, that. yeah, that, like, consider those start on July 30th. We'll, uh, mm-hmm. we'll post that. Um, for those three Sundays. Um, no. 
But thanks, Avery, for coming on our Yes, show. thank you so much, yeah, Avery. of course, no problem at all. I, I had fun. It was great. You and added significant legitimacy to this <laughs> did, I, did I really? <laughs> you really oh. did. You really did. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, considering the other guests we've had, yes. <laughs> Just wow. bullying. Wow. Just bullying. Kyle. That's bullying, Kyle. That's by the bullying. way, you got to toughen up. <laughs> He's a grown man. Um, yeah. No, I don't have anything else. I think uh, next week we're gonna we're gonna go see Dunkirk. We are next week on Thursday, and then we're gonna talk, talk about, about it. We're gonna record Friday. on Friday, so we can talk a little bit about. It. So there's gonna be spoilers. Matt Burns, deal with it. <laughs> it's gonna be 100 percent spoilers. Um, that's kind of it. Hey. Yeah. So thank you for listening. Um, you can find us on Stitcher. Whatever that is. iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. Mm-hmm. Apparently it's there. I've never actually looked, but people tell me it is. So that's that. We also have a website, garbagefirepod.wordpress.com. You can email us at garbagefirepodcast at gmail.com. And I'm at garbagefirekels. Uh, I'm at mig14. And you can find us on Twitter at garbagefirepod. Where's all your stuff, Avery? You can find me on Twitter at Avery at A-V-R-Y. And usually on averysports.com, but the site's under massive renovations. Mm-hmm. And... When your site's down for the same period of time as a writer, you want to punch someone in the face. <laughs> so right now, go to Avery Sports on Twitter. And also you can go to my YouTube channel. Just type in Avery Sports Show on YouTube. And my SoundCloud page is Avery Sports as well. Perfection. All right. Thank you and see you in the dumpster. <laughs>